This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ That's Spider. right. DJ That's Spider. me. Spider. DJ Spider. In the place to be. With you, my beat sorcerers. Thank you guys for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. As always, BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. And if you have not been on there already, like I tell you every week, get up on there. What are you waiting for? What are you doing? What are you doing if you're a DJ and you're not on there, okay? They are always adding new playlists, adding new music, adding new features they now have vip crates which is so dope it gives you insight into some of your favorite djs or djs you may not know about their actual crates and playlists of stuff they play and it's everybody from little john to tay james to james hype i mean every genre because we're all open format djs of course um it's all on there zoo has one that's super dope crazy eclectic all over the board i just saved it into my library and um i actually last night made a huge playlist on spotify of all this new music i'm feeling and then i use sound is to transfer it over to beat source super easy within a few minutes i was djing with this music off the cloud in my serato so it's groundbreaking it's revolutionary it's the new thing you got to get on it hit me if you got questions hit the beat source team if you got questions we are here for you um this is the future so get up on there thank you to beat source for powering this podcast and making it happen now i gotta let you know about what is going on on today's show we are here you guys february 2021 uh you know, stuff is scattered all over the place. Some states are open. Some people are going to DJ for Super Bowl weekend. Some people are still stuck in their house, uh, like me in LA. Um, a lot is going on. A lot of really cool things are happening in the DJ world. Uh, crazy things are happening every day right now. I mean, we got stock market craziness, cryptocurrency. We got everything in the world is nuts right now. Um, it's not like 2021 just erased all the craziness of 2020. We are here, um, but we're here for it, and I'm super excited for today's episode. Um, today's guest that we have is a legend in the DJ game as a whole, and someone who's played a massive role in the mixtape movement. Uh, from producing and mixing some of the dopest and most well-known mixtapes, to producing for artists like Jadakiss, The Champ is Here, you know that classic track, uh, and he tells the story of how that was made, which is crazy, and then tells me a follow-up thing of what happened with the song 15 years later, last year. Uh, so my mind was blown after that. I can't wait for you guys to hear that story. He also produced number one spot for Ludacris and gives us the background on that, how he almost erased the beat uh, before it then went on to become this massive song, the biggest song he's produced and a huge song for Ludacris. Great story coming up in the podcast with that. Um, he also was uh, create was able to create his own radio station uh, with Mr. C using original music that they produced um, inside of the video game Grand Theft Auto 4 
Uh, so shout to all you Twitch streamers. He's not just on there killing it in the DJ game. You're probably listening to him while you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Uh, he also, I mean, this is huge, has been the official tour DJ, uh, rocking crazy, massive shows around the world uh, for Eminem, Jay-Z in the past, and currently uh, for Nas and Snoop Dogg. He elevated their live shows with his evil genius mind and endless creativity. Um, some of the stories he tells on here from there are absolutely legendary and, you know, will stick in my mind forever. Um, lately, we talk a lot about streaming and he's been heavy in that game as well. I mean, he's always adapting to it. So lately on his Twitch, he's been going hard, implementing his humor, you know, his love for Kirby enthusiasm and all that stuff, uh, his knowledge of music um, and, and crazy catalog of exclusives and his the just music history. Um, he puts into there with his multiple shows during the week, including Jazzy Sundays, where he resets the week for you, playing dope stuff from John Coltrane and all the classic jazz. He has a show called Mixtapes Made Us, where he honors the music that he played in his mixtapes and raids some other legendary mixtape DJs. He has other shows, does other pop-ups, and has his hit show that he's been killing it with, Saturday nights, called Soul Skate Saturdays, where he takes you to a virtual skating rink and plays a super dope mix of funk and disco classics uh, the whole time. That's like... A really dope show, um, and people have been loving it. Um, there's some insane stories, like I mentioned on this podcast episode, and there's a running theme throughout it that you'll hear. There, he keeps saying he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing, which I don't think gives him nearly enough credit for his amazing career, but it is a testament to his authenticity and his ability to keep it real while having a thriving DJ career for over 25, probably 30 years in the game. Um, so that just shows you that he's a really humble dude and his accomplishment, his accomplishments are so lengthy that we couldn't even fit them all into this show, even though we talked for probably over three hours. So shout to you if you listen to the whole thing. Um, all right, enough of me talking and recapping the whole thing. Let's get into the interview right now with the amazing DJ Green Lantern. <laughs> We are here, it's the 20 Podcast, and we have got the legend, Green Lantern in the building. How you feeling, man? What's up, what's up, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, we have been wanting to get you on this show, so it is an honor and a privilege to have you on. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Um, so how are things with you? Where, where, where are you right now? Man, God is great, you know, um, just trying to stay COVID free. I'm in America, my brother. Okay, you know? America. You, you're in the- <laughs> I'm in America. <laughs> okay, now, me too. Um, we, we, We're in America. Right. That's the most dangerous spot <laughs> to be America. right now. <laughs> We're in the hot spot, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are in the hot spot. The real now nah, we, uh, we 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 got a spot out in Arizona a few years ago, so this has been home for a minute, you know, and uh, it's definitely a change of uh, scenery, you know, from yeah. the, from the hustle and the bustle of uh, East Coast metropolitan life. But um, oh my I god, dig it. yeah, I dig it, you know? dope, dope, yeah, way different, right? I mean, you're straight from New York, and then didn't you you lived in Atlanta for a while too, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally from Rochester, New York, then lived in the city for 10 plus years, then Atlanta, then LA, and then made our way to Phoenix. Crazy. Loving it. So you, yeah. That's dope. So uh so you got the, you're in that desert and living that desert life. Um Yes, sir. <laughs> And I know, um, I know we spoke early pandemic and you were trying to get your, uh, your streaming set up and you had like the slowest internet in the whole world or something you had to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I did. I definitely did. <laughs> I had, uh, I had, I had upload issues. Yes. Yes. You had that 0.5 upload or, or something, but now yes, you've I upgraded to-, <laughs> to the gigabit. Oh, is that, is that what you're on now? The gigabit? Yeah, the gigabit direct Ethernet. Um, I went Cox, like I literally. So, just to go all the way there, which you, um, yeah, we, let's we go. have uh, <laughs> at the crib is um, damn, what the hell is it? CenturyLink for the uh, okay. for the cable and the internet, just normal right. regular life, you know. Yeah, and then yeah. here comes the pandemic, and then OBS comes and. So now you need more upload speed, and I'm finding that out because I'm all blurry when I go to get on. And then it's like, <laughs> wait, what? And then you call, and they're like, yeah, that's the maximum of your package of, of anything we offer. And then I'm like, what? I can't do this at all? You know, in this <laughs> pandemic, and no right. one else is offering anything. No one's, no one's even. So anyway, Cox is uh, offering this amazing, you know, gigabit up you know like a thousand on the up up just perfect right beyond right perfect. right yeah it's the pandemic and they're not going to anyone's house for five weeks this is oh me in April hitting them right <laughs> and uh so I, I literally sat there and I, I i was i had learned obs already so i'm still on ig djing right. on ig trying I to remember. wait for the, the literally waiting for the cox guy to come to the crib Oh my god! Um, so five five weeks later, they came, and I had to do a self install. He still was outside, but uh, he ran the wire outside. So I have a separate. Basically, I ended up getting a separate internet. I, I kept the crib, you know, I kept their stuff the same, so I didn't interrupt right. their stuff. And I have a whole separate internet um, company service, everything. So I have CenturyLink and Cox. Oh, that's you know, kind of awesome. Yeah, just to be like, listen, I'm just gonna get my own separate shit, and that's gonna, I, that's just gonna be my thing. But um, I had to. It was just, you know, this 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 shit is just nuts, man. So um, yeah, yeah it was. It, it's been a journey, bro. It's been a journey. Oh my god, it's been a it's been a cable internet ISDN journey. <laughs> oh my that's god. good. It's good to have your own shit though, because you don't have to be like, all right, kids, like you're on your Zoom school. I need a stream. Like, get off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? no, 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 no. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm like, yo, you can't be, you know, doing school mixed with my podcast, mixed with my wife <laughs> doing a call for her interior design. I'm like, yo, we need to, something's got to give. Um, damn, yeah, that's you crazy. Might, you, you, I, yeah, you might need to get your own shit, bro. I know. I know someone that's been doing corporate gigs and he literally got two, just like you, two separate internets just for that. Like, and he got the two most expensive ones because he was doing events for this big company. And he's like, if it goes out, I got to be ready to go. I was like, damn, you're, (laughs) that's some double backup shit. Yes, bro. Yes. That's real shit. That's like, that reminds me of the tour life when you got that backup and you got to back up the backup. 
That's, That's so it. true. Like when I was on tour, I had at least two laptops, if not three sometimes, you know, and you'd have like the really crappy one, the one that's mirrored to your shit, and then the one that you're going to use every night. And I mean, I see Jazzy <laughs> Jeff. I mean, he'll tour with crazy amounts of laptops and drives and a hard drive backup of the hard drive backup of the backup. It's like, you yes. gotta be. Yes. It's a, it's a lot. It's yes. a lot. I'm sure you have fly a lot. 18 hours. You know, I didn't yeah. fly 18 hours to Taiwan to to sit there and say i don't have the song oh my god i know i remember the first time i went to japan and like i think i was with steve wonder and we were like yo okay we're bringing this we're bringing this i had a backpack that had i tried to put two laptops and i think a rain the 57 was the mixer of the time or something or maybe the 62 i think it was the 57 i could not stand up straight like this thing would like pull me backwards it was so heavy but i was like fuck it i gotta do this you know like this is yo, what needs to have you know happen at this point yes that's yo that that right there takes me to 1990 1992 uh rochester new york and yeah. it's the dead of winter and i'm doing college radio at um RIT, which is Rochester Institute of Technology, their radio station, WITR. Uh, I did not go to school there, but they had a policy where community members could, could have a show. So nice. I had a show there every every Saturday night. The backpack with the mixer in it reminded me of me with the backpack and with the mixer and the turntables. Yep, yep. Literally walking in the dead of winter in the snow from the <laughs> car to the all the way down into the student union into the because their turntables and mixer was trash and I had carte blanche to do whatever I wanted to do the whole Saturday night. So of course I'm gonna bring my shit. But yep. it's a mixer. It's two heavy ass turntables and it's five crates of records and it's yeah. just me. <laughs> Yo, yeah. it's just me because it's saturday night and where are the homies out not <laughs> true at, not, true true you know but um, i know it's just dedication just dedication dedication yes exactly you got to do what you got to do i have a similar thing with the college radio like i remember they finally let me do a show where i was and same thing like i went in there's one turntable all the way over there one turntable all the way over there and this horrible mixing board from like 1970 something you know and i was like i'm gonna bring my shit in you know and and same like It'd be middle of the night. I'd bring in two turntables, my own mixer, at least two to four crates of records, you know, and uh, same. I had to like bribe my boys. I'd be like, yo, I'm, I'll am i give you like a bong load or like something, dude. Like, just come <laughs> with me. I'll roll you a couple joints. Just come in. Help me carry my shit. You know, like I'll play you this new music. Like, plus we had we hardly had anyone listening to us on the station because it only broadcasted to the dorms on our station. So the other thing, it would go in some cable thing to like the neighborhood, but nobody watched it unless like their channel TV went to the wrong station. So we get some guy calling in like, why are you on my TV? You know, and I was like, yo, we're doing a hip hop show. But I would ask my boys like to go to the front lobby of the radio station and just call in from that phone to pretend like we were getting calls and like nice. do shit like yes. that. I even yeah. remember getting a, too short. yeah, they'd be like, yo, uh, we're, we're trying to hear this song. Like I remember getting, we'd get so lonely. I would drive down to San Francisco and Berkeley and buy 
live recordings because i don't know why they'd press them but they'd press up like tim westwood would have like wu-tang on you know his station in london and they would press the whole thing on a record i don't know why and so i would buy it and i remember (laughs) playing it and pretending to talk back to them (laughs) i was like i'm like what'd you say meth I'm like, oh, ghost, that was a crazy joke, man. Like, it's turning up and down. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't get these guys on the show. I'm just going to at least pretend to the four people listening that <laughs> I got them in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I have it on some tape. I just found all these old fucking, like, my old cassette tapes from my radio show. So I'm like, all right, I need to go back oh, and listen good. to these things. <laughs> yeah. See what see what crazy Yo, shit co- is on here. College radio is such a... A breeding ground. It's a boot camp for for real, well, not real radio, for you know, uh, commercial radio, FM, you know, uh, yeah. even like satellite or whatever. Like it's the trenches. I suggest everybody, you know, if you have an opportunity, do it. And that's that's real. That was my starting point, and I was and I was glad to service my community. Like honestly, yeah. like that radio station and show. At a, for long periods of time was really the only place my whole city and there was another college radio station um wrur which is university of rochester they had some programming on too but and those two was the only things that we had we didn't have our commercial radio was not serving hip-hop you know what right. i'm saying so when you are like so I, I I literally didn't do clubs on Saturday nights so I could be at that station and play wow. that shit because people was like, yo, we need to we need somewhere to hear the purple tape, right? somewhere to hear cream like yeah. it was not happening. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just it's an honor for me. You know, now that I think back on it, it's like, damn, I, at that time, I was just like, yo, I just want to play the hot shit. I just want to play the shit that we love. Right. Right. But now I look back wow, we really was the only place to hear that. Yeah. And especially now with the internet, like I think people don't understand. They're like, oh, you just look it up or it's on YouTube or you just find it. But back then there was no other place to hear it. Same thing. Like I had to try to, get these records, you know, and be like, oh, there's this dude, Jake One, that's making dope beats in Seattle and putting them out on this random label. And, you know, I had to try to get them to be able to play it. And even the stations that ha- that were playing those, it would be maybe midnight to two on Kevy Kev's show. And I'd have to, I was so far away from the city. I was like a 45 minute drive. I'd have to get a antenna, like in a weird way, you know, turned around just to be able to hear it enough but they were playing the songs that I wanted to hear. The only other way to hear it was my one friend who had moved to New York and would tape Stretch and Bobito tapes, you know, record them off the radio. And then he'd literally send it to us and we would just sit in our dorm room and listen to it and be like, what is this? You know, J. Rue, the damager, come clean. Like, I remember hearing that beat and I was like, <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, like. The best beat of all time. <laughs> it's the best it's, it's- beat. It's the best beat. When you're listening to it, you're like, oh my God, nothing tops this beat. Right? It still is not. Like, I played it on my stream the other night, and I'm like, this is still the greatest beat. Like, the way he used the sample, the way he did the scratches. Uh uh oh, uh uh oh. Like, you know, when, like, Premiere premier scratches stick in your head, like, um, it's like a famous lyric would from like a 60s song, right? Like, a, yeah. I mean, yes. he has iconic scratches, even just from Gangstar, where he just scratches that high pitch sound. Ooh. Ooh. 
I know every single piece of that scratch. I can say it out loud, it, you know, like I'm singing it, but it's just you know, a sound. How about, how about this? There's footage of him recently, just randomly, wherever he was, yeah. doing that. No way. Like that's the a, real recording? Re recreating oh, redoing. that cut. Oh my god. You know, that's the, crazy. Oh my heart that we you know what I'm saying? That everyone's yeah, you know, live in your face like it's nothing, like here. Oh my you know, god. Like, just to further your point that it is a thing. It's a it's a that's a piece. It's right? A it's piece. a piece it's he like wrote. A, Exactly. It's like a jazz composition where you'd see the sax player come out and be like, yo, when Coltrane did that crazy run, you know, even if it was improv at the time, it has been solidified as a straight up thing. Just and all of it, like step, step up, step up, step, you know, the, yes. way, the way he stepped and then step up, you know, and and uses the different syllables and the sounds or whatever you would call it, like so musical. It's it's crazy, you know, and, and I love all the scratching now. And of course, there's the goats and there's the everybody you know all the technical people and, and now with youtube i mean i feel like there's kids that are four years old that are doing scratches that i still can't do <laughs> but there's that musical scratch that premiere has that you know z trip has that that it just really goes with the the beats and the music and in the same way a bass and a drum work together in a way that I don't know, you know, like reggae and hip hop and, and those kind of musics use it in a subconscious way where we don't even realize it, but they're made, they're married in a way like same. He puts the yeah. scratches. I feel like with whatever he's doing it to the drums and the sample, I mean, Premier's just, he's, he's the goat. Hell yeah. I mean, and, and it's just, it's, it makes it part of the song. It, it does, It's not annoying. It's just, it's, it's a, another piece. You know what yeah. I mean? And and with without that, it's empty. Yeah, totally. Um, well, so to speak on like your early days, like you're saying, you came up in Rochester, you were doing the the radio show at the college station Saturday nights, um, yes. all alone without your boys to help you. Uh <laughs> well, shout to shout to Daddy Phil, who was my early mentor, who he had the show before me. Dope. And then okay. he was he was moving on and he literally was like, yo, cause I'm like, I didn't get the show because I was a DJ. I wasn't a DJ. Like I got okay. the show because my man, my homie was a DJ producer and he gave me the show. He wasn't from Rochester. He was from long Island and went to school there and stayed around afterwards. He was like five years removed from graduating and he right. really had his older friends, but really nobody else. He had no one to give the show to, but right. me, the kid that was hanging around him. He was my mentor as a producer. He was yeah. showing me the ins and outs of making beats. Right. So I would hang with him and we would go record shopping and digging, but he had this radio show on the, you know, it, he was the one who was servicing the community before me. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just a whole nother. I love it. Cause it's such a crazy story. You know, he just gave me, and I just, the shit just fell in my lap. I wasn't right. a DJ. I, I, I knew what I wanted to play and what was gonna, you know what I'm saying? What was the shit? But yeah. I literally was learning right on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I was learning. He was just like, yo, just take it slow. You know what I'm saying? But right. I would literally, but I would come in early though. 
and like if I had some some time to to, to practice and stuff, um, right. they did used to have a coffin there with with some good uh, techniques in it. Uh, but then somehow that that left, and I had to, you know, about a year later, I found myself having to bring my shit, but right. I didn't have shit in the beginning because I would I had producer shit, you know, what I, mean? I didn't have you know two turntables. I did have one uh, to right. sample from, you know, but um. Yeah, that's my story. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a dope story. I think, honestly, that falls into line with so many people that have come on this show that are super successful that um, just sort of I, I say that they showed up. Like, a huge part of things is being there, being around, being around the shit that you want to be around, that you want to be a part of, that maybe you're not going to have the opportunity. Like you can't just come and be like, let me do this. But if you show up and you help out, you show that you're passionate about it and you're in the right place at the right time, that's going to lead to your golden opportunity in a way, or just even the crack of the door being open and you sliding in right there. And then next, and then you get to go, you know, from there. So I think that's like kind of a life lesson that we've talked about on the show a lot is just like showing up, being there and doing what you want. And you, you're talking about that part of DJing that, yes, of course, everyone wants to like make dope shit and get paid and this and that, but it all sparks from our curiosity, I think, and wanting to share it with other people. That was why I started. I was like, I found this dope record. I need to play it for other people. Like it ha just for, I don't care if I get paid. I just need other people to hear this and be into it. I know there's other people. So I think that's the, the, the beginning, right. Of like the love for it and, and, and the dedication and like the passion. Definitely, definitely. And and I, I to add on to that, I also got addicted to the crowd response yeah. of dropping a song at the right time and dropping out vocals, spots of sing-along spots in songs. I got addicted to that response and I was like, oh, I need to, I'm, I'm going, boom, you know, right. like full speed ahead. Because that, that was another thing that was, was crazy. That was a, that fell in my lap to DJ parties live that fell out of the sky for me like it was insane like really? i was making beats i was making beats i had a um one turntable and a mixer you know right. sample records yeah and i had a, a casio fz1 not the sk1 it was a fz1 which is their only pro grade sampler that they ever made they made a rack mount version uh, fz10 and fz20 but i had the keyboard version very similar to an ASR 10 without yeah. um, you can sequence on an ASR, but you could not on this thing. So oh, got it. Um, so I had to sequence it on a, you know, I had a whole different right, computer right. or whatever this from, but my equipment wasn't DJ party equipment. It was right. It was you know, almost, but not quite. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, was a, it was a mixer on a turntable, but it wasn't two turntables. It was records, but it was Thelonious Monk because I'm sampling. You know what I'm right. saying? It wasn't special. Ed. It wasn't audio two. It wasn't KRS. We now now you here's the time. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is 1990. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't those guys. It was the the fucking source material for those songs because I wanted to just be like Marley Marley and Pete Rock. I wanted to make the beats, right? So right. I'm playing, I'm at going to school at Brock SUNY Brockport, which is in between Rochester and Buffalo. And okay. I'm 
playing my beat tape in the college radio, the station for that, for the school that I actually went to um, for a homie of mine. And he's like, yo, this is the part that changed my life. Yeah. He said, yo, and his name was Steve Roberts. I hit him up recently to tell him how this shit changed my life. And I, and I, thankfully he didn't ask me for money. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes, yo, you know, you could do parties with the equipment that you use to make these beats. And I'm like, no, you can't. I only got one turntable in the mixer. All I got is fucking Lou Donaldson rep break beats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't have records, right? Yeah. And he goes, yo, the Q's are having a party on Friday and they lost their DJ. And I know I could get you that gig. And I looked at him, I thought for a second and something just came. It just, I realized that three to four of my closest homies were DJs. Like I said, my man, daddy, Phil, my man, other man, uh, Juan B and, uh, CJ and couple other guys i was like in that moment i said i could get a turntable from this one i could get the hip-hop crate from this one i could get the hip-hop i, mean, I get the r&b crate from this one the reggae crate from this one the old school crate from that one i already yeah. got the one turntable and mixer i could do the shit because i had been going with them right on the weekends on fridays and i'm watching them service this same crowd college frat and sorority the q's the aka's the alphas the sigmas the zetas and and they they killing it every weekend right, right? and this yeah. is the pre era you know what i'm talking this is 1990 91 92 you know what i mean right like, you playing you playing chief rocker for the first time for these this is the era right so i'm watching them and at the same window i'm i am in the crib kind of messing around with the turntable kind of like right. getting you know, I'm just fucking around, not thinking that I'm ever going to be a DJ. I'm right, right. Let you know, I get hype when I tell this story because it's just so real, so crazy how my yeah, life turned it. out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I sat there and I said, because he said, yo, they got $500. That's why I even thought about this shit. He was like, yo, I can get you this gig and it's $500. Yeah, and I was $500 like, oh, is, yeah, whoa. that's crazy I was at that like, point. Yo, Yo, I'll do it. Tell him. I, and then thinking back, it's like, yo, why would they let me do that? Like, why? <laughs> what movie is this from? Like, I swear to you, like, I want to get them on a podcast or something. Be like, why would you let me do this? But I went there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I actually did this. I, I, I borrowed one turntable from this one and all of the, you know, all of the crates was, I came with like probably about four. Right. And um, I rented some, some speakers and I had no microphone. Cause I wasn't going to talk. I didn't, you know, I wasn't fuck no fuck all that. And they wanted to do shout outs. They was like, yo, let me, let me get your headphones. They knew about the headphone. You know, where you talk into the headphone, you stick the headphone into the mic. They knew about yeah. that. I didn't even know about that shit. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. And they was the, like, y'all the, like, the people throwing the, the party the, the, knew about it. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. The homies knew. I didn't even fucking know. That's how much I didn't care. <laughs> right. But what was happening was I did the party. And this is why I say I got addicted. From watching my homies and just being of the era, of the time, I knew that at this part is where you cut the song off and that right. this is the part where you play the next song and the next song should be this. 
that next song, this song is going to make him scream because I seen it before. And I, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? And I'm out yeah. here. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I did that on that first gig. Yo, and I, yo, I'm telling you, the shit is like yesterday in my brain. And it was just like, yeah. Dave, the dope fiend shooting dope who don't know the meaning of watching our soap. And they go nuts. Like, this is that era, bro. And, yeah. I, and I'm coming in from thinking I'm going to be Marley Marl and Pete Rock and really was making good ass beats. Like right. I was the kid in my neighborhood that made beats. Like yeah, I was yeah, the, one of, of the three people in my city at that time that actually had a beat machine that you could make beats. You know what right. I'm saying? You had to have it was a big ass barrier. Yeah. Like, yo, nobody, it wasn't the computer age. It was, yo, who, who got the beat machine? I don't know. Right. <laughs> nobody. And you then who has the records, uh, enough money to even buy the records and get the turntable to sample and then know how to do it and chop it and all that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. So so I was actually known for that first. Right. You know what I mean? Like in, in a small, you know, uh, but that first night of of dropping those songs out and hearing live people scream when I did that was an addiction that I'm still not over. I'm still, I'm getting, I'm not being corn. I'm being, go, getting goosebumps as I tell you this. This is what's kept me motivated through 27 whatever years, literally. Yep. No, I love that. it. I love it. That's, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, I love huh. it. I, I, I'm, uh, that's, that's crazy. I, honestly, I get goosebumps hearing you tell it. Like, same thing. And that's, that's a very, east coast dj thing too with the whole pulling it out like dropping out the lyrics like obviously people do that on the west coast but i never saw it used as like effectively uh as when i first started seeing like super dope east coast djs you know and especially like i feel like when i saw mark ronson up close for the first time for like a full set he was so good at knowing the parts to drop out and then also knowing when you could drop out and come back to the same song or drop out and then go into another song that helped you tell the story and almost helped you build the staircase up to just the mania of craziness. You know what I mean? So you're like, oh, they're all going to sing that Rakim line. They're going to think it comes back in, but you're going to go straight to the, you know, mace dun, 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 or whatever. Like, right. Right. Into the next, and then you keep building. Oh, Tribe Called Quest, you know, my favorite jam back in the day was Eric B for president. Poof, into Eric B for president, like doing the wordplay, but with the cutouts. And I was like, yo, this yes. is mind blowing. And like, it was hyping the crowd up, like, like so much, yes. you know, because I, I was more used to like blending and and oh acapella out to this yeah and and how am would do it and showing off with your scratches and like look at me type things which is dope too but seeing how the new york thing was more about like i'm here with you guys and i'm here to just keep building you up crazy it's not like look at me what all these cool things i can do in a way right Uh, this this is how i describe it it's it's uh the style is that style that you're referring to is playing your favorite songs in an exciting fashion. 
Yeah. That's how I'll say that. It's not, we're not, I'm not there to educate you in this setting, this particular setting. I'm not there to educate you. It's not, you never heard this before. No, it's, right. oh shit. When you hear that, when you hear that, that's what it is. It's, that's, it's, that's the reaction. If you don't yeah. get the, oh, next, next song, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. It's that element of surprise that like, but in a smart way, like a calculated way where, and even when it makes sense, it's even crazier, you know, and it just can get the crowd to like such a, a next level. That's crazy that on your first gig that, that you got to experience that. Yo, and, and I never looked back, dog. And in the beats, which were my life, yeah. like digging all the whole room full of records of to, right. to sample. Yeah. Literally took, took a back seat. I never Crazy. lost a passion, but I was like, oh my God, oh, I need this. And about a year into it, because I was still steady doing the Saturday night radio show though. So okay. I still needed to hold that down. So for about a year or two, I had to tell everybody, no, I can't do your party on Saturday. I can only do Friday. Oh, crazy. Because I do a radio show on Saturday. Because And what happened was, this is, like I said, early 90s. So on this campus, as soon as I did that, like I, I had caught a window where there was nobody on the campus as a DJ at that, at right. that moment. Like I said, this is 90, 91. You know, yeah. you're talking about not there was you're lucky to have a DJ. You know, you there wasn't 100. There wasn't 50. There was there wasn't you talking about you have to buy equipment. You have to buy records. You have to be a you know, it was a closed society. Yep. Other, you know, it's not like it is now. So yeah. I caught a window where I was servicing that crowd out the gate. So I right. became literally in demand after that first night. You know, all, all of the frats, go, all the frats and sororities go to each other's events. Right. So right. that was a, that was a Q dog event. But everybody came up like. Yo, we from, uh, we, we're the Kappas, we're the Zetas, we're the Alphas, we're the AKAs, we're the, from this school, because it was mad schools in the area. So it became, oh, wow, I'm about to do this. Like, it wasn't even money, though, bro. It, like, it was, how about this? This is, let, let, let me tell you, bro. Yes, I got paid $500, and I technically did it for that. But I realized that the sound wasn't adequate for that room and these are some big rooms so i started getting spending more money on renting the sound than i was taking home so uh, this is a this is a dedication moment where i tell you i is. was getting the 500 but i was spending 400 of the 500 on sound because the rooms were so fucking big and that shit blew people away and i wanted it to blow people away I yeah. wanted it to be like, wow, that shit was a fucking concert. Not only did he do his thing, but it was because to me, one of the worst things ever is the people can't feel them. You can't hear the music. You can't feel it. I'm, I can't. You understand? You know, you know, so oh, it's the it worst. Was like, so I was like, I'm going to get concert sound, like literally turn yeah. that shit down, please type sound. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like for real. Like cops are coming so, no matter what type yeah, sound. No, yeah, definitely. no, I know. I mean, I remember playing at a place a year or two ago, or probably two years ago now that we haven't DJed in a year. But the I came in and it was a super nice new club. It was so dope. And I remember I was like, yo, um, 
I got on and I was like, why does it sound so weird? And, and I'm like, I feel like you guys have the bass turned off and they're like, Oh no. So what happened was when we built the club, they uh, told us that we didn't need subwoofers. It was like some weird story where I was like, but you realize no one's going to have a good time and they're not going to know why they're not having a good time even because only we know it's because there's no bass. But to them, they're just going to say it sucks. You know, like that's right. why I hate DJing spots that have bad sound because like, no, it's fine, man. Just rock it. They're, they're having fun. You're like, this looks bad on me. It looks bad on you. And the crowd is just going to remember something bad. They're not even going to remember so, why. It's, it's just... You know, because if they had mad bass, they would just remember, whoa, it was good. They probably wouldn't remember the other side. But exactly. exactly. Like spots don't understand. People remember how people remember, you know, the saying people may not may forget what you tell them, but they remember how you made them feel. So true. Right? Yeah. So if you got that their chest rumbling with that bass, doom, 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 yep. doom, doom. Here we come, yo. Here we come. Boom, doom, 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 doom. And you, whoa, in this cap of homecoming, 1992, and there's a thousand people in front of you. Yes. Spend more money on sound, Green Lantern. Yes. Because you're going to get booked <laughs> throughout the entire year. And that's what happened. Yes. No, it's so true. I mean, honestly, that plays into something that I think you may have tweeted today uh you said invest in you uh, i don't know if i have it right but i think you said something like that or invest in yourself um no, or was, some- I, I said i said i said you are your investment because i was okay. i was just i was alluding to the GameStop bullshit i know, you know i know I mean? that's what i figured so so for anyone listening uh in the future uh <laughs> During this <laughs> week or past week, there's been all this crazy stuff with Wall Street investments, uh, Robinhood, everybody investing in this GameStop, AMC, and Dogecoin, and Bitcoin, and Elon Musk. All these crazy things are happening. You can look it up uh, if you want to. But ev- at, at this time, a lot of times, three years ago it happened, I feel like with cryptocurrency, every DJ becomes a stock market or cryptocurrency uh professional um yes i mean i know they were political they were political professionals two months ago now they're um stock analysts somehow um when probably they should just be worrying about like the base frequency but i that's what i got from it i saw you say you know your best invest or or yeah invest your investment is you and it's the truth like that goes back to your exactly your first gigs you were investing in you and look where you are today and that's the exact lesson for what you were telling people this morning. Like, yes, it would be dope to put money in GameStop when it's $2 and it goes to $400 and you made $3 million and you sold it and you get to put out whatever you want on make beats all day for a few years after that. But in reality, like your best investment is yourself. And if you're going to put the time and money into something, put it into yourself because that's going to have the most longevity. That's going to lead to the most happiness. And yes, I hope you hit some crazy stock at the same time, but, but that's what I got from that tweet. And I think it plays into your story right there. You know, you, you definitely, you can draw a line from that to that because it is, that's really what it was. It was, I did not want to be, like, cause to me, that's the presentation. That's part of the presentation is yeah. not only am I like, if basically, if I'm not killing you with this, it, it didn't matter if I was killing you with the, you know, with the set, if the sound was weak, eh, 
nah, bro, you're not walking away from that night going, eh. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, that's no, no. You walking away <laughs> going, yo. Yeah. That is the guy. And that's how yeah. I went into every single night, every party. That's how, because I come from that era of watching the masters yeah. kill and, 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 narrate and, and and what was the word um navigate the yes. night you have the crowd in the palm you know what i'm saying i'm talking about kid yep. capri i'm talking sns craig g these people used to come through the college and we used to all go and watch like oh that was mean oh that was crazy oh and that would inspire us to make our own routines and wordplay and oh we said this so i'm gonna bring that in and then when oh shit okay bet when when the acapella part in um, top billing comes in, stop scheming and looking hard. I'm gonna throw in, boom, 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 underneath it, and they're gonna, and they went nuts. Oh wow! Right? And and it's just like being able to 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 just have a passion about something, right? And then take that and realize, okay, that's still not enough. When I play this in front of them, they have to feel it, yeah. right? And with these bullshit ass speakers I just rented, they wasn't feeling it. It was, yeah. it was, I realized that was, from that night one, I was like, ooh, okay, I got to step that part up. You got to reevaluate. That's another gem. Reevaluate. Know, know how to look and see what's happening, what you got to switch up. I knew I had to rent bigger speakers. I knew I had to buy my own turntable. I knew I had to start dropping money on fucking um, rap 12 inches. Yep. which turned into me alleviating the radio station from their rap 12 inches, but you know, statute <laughs> of limitations, you know what I'm oh saying? Oh my God. That, that was part of the reason I was uh, part of the college radio station too. I'm like, I need records and I only have a certain amount of money. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I could afford one, but I can get the double from the radio station. I still have all hey. these records with the radio station <laughs> name written no, on dog. it. Oh, dog, 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 dog. <laughs> and a lot of my sample records, like, cause yeah. they had shit sent oh, to them sure. in the, from the seventies uh, and eighties and shit. So I was like, you know, uh, I, I have records that I sampled, made beats out of, and I'm like, they're sitting right in front of me. I'm looking over here, and it says, gonna, you know, the, I'm, I'm the radio take station. This moment, because you're saying that, I'm going to take this moment to apologize to <laughs> WITR and in Rochester, New York, Rochester University of Technology's radio station for the amount of sample vinyl that I alleviated from your library. And the amount of rap 12 inches that I had sent to my house. Cause you know, <laughs> when you start talking to the label guys, it's like, okay, what's your address? They're sending it wherever you tell them. Yeah. And my, you know, my crib became the address, you know, and <laughs> a lot of DJs did that, you know, on, on the yeah. college stage, but more so those, I'm not going to really apologize for that part, but the sample library, I, I will you know, even though it's 30 years ago and you all don't care and you all moved on, I'm just going to throw it out there that, yes. yeah, I got you all in my bad. <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> nice apology. Uh, but yeah, you know. and who knows what they did with the records. They pro probably some person came in and goes, who uses these things and threw them away or something. I mean, nobody was playing those records anyway by that time. First of all, we're talking about Bob James. We're talking about like Grover Washington Jr. It was just sitting there collecting dust. No one was playing this. And, right. and it's a college station. So everyone comes in there with their quirky, weird, you know, yep. subgenre that they're playing. And yeah. no one's touching the jazz funk. And I'm like, give me that. 
Charles yeah. Erland. You coming with me, bro? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, well, I think, you know, those are some important lessons of just the quality and investing in yourself and all that. And obviously you have had that insight inside of yourself for some reason since the beginning, because I don't think a lot of people would have taken, been so aware of what was happening at their first gig from everything, from the cutting the stuff out to knowing that you need a bigger system to the investing in yourself to even spending $400 out of a $500 paycheck on the sound. They'd be probably a little too greedy and wouldn't put that work in. But I think that something through your entire career that shows that you've done because you do that even to this day with your Twitch stream. Even when you called me like, yo, the internet's not working. I'm not going to put some shit out like this, you know, and then come to this you got the gigabit internet with the craziest uh themes and overlays even though i saw you also tweet about no more overlays in 2021 but uh <laughs> i don't know what that is what, meant, what that's about i meant yeah I, I meant okay i meant the the um you know the border overlays that people yeah. use right yeah so a lot of times on twitch the homies will have like uh a tribute day on their you know, their channel or whatever. Right. Or, you know, or some theme where everyone has to use this overlay. And what I found is, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I don't really use the the rectangle thing. Right. I don't do that on my scenes. My scenes are just like whatever that scene is from the top to the bottom. And that fucking rectangle bullshit is fucking up my scene, bro. (laughs) So no more overlays. You want me to stream on your day, buddy? Send me a PNG and I'll throw it on the screen. Exactly. But, uh, anyway, okay. I, I never thought, yo, know, if you would have told me a year ago that we would have a conversation where I'm talking about some fucking overlays and PNGs, I'd say you're crazy. Because I, I just would, caught myself like, what am I even talking about right now, bro? Yo, I'm, I'm with you. But I think a lot of the people listening are in the same boat. So that's why we're here. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I didn't know fully what a PNG or an overlay was uh, one year ago today. I don't think. Bro, <laughs> that was, I'm, just, uh, I'm just sadly reminiscing that it's about to be Super Bowl. And I remember last year um, being at the Super Bowl, DJing, uh, for a big event with Snoop Dogg and then going to DJ a, a after party at Club 11 right after that and then uh, flying right out to go to another gig. Now, yo, what happened, man? What happened to life as we know it? Crazy. Fuck. Crazy. And we knew about it. I remember it was just the beginning. They had, were just starting to declare like little emergencies yes. and things like around this Super Bowl time. Um, and I know friends that went out there. We discussed it, you know, because I remember being at Sundance Film Festival the week before and we were watching stuff on the news and we were looking at China and we we're like, what's going to happen? Um, so, yeah, I, I can't believe it either. And weirdly enough, I know this year Super Bowl is in Tampa, Florida. Um, which I don't know what the fuck is going to happen out there for that week. That's going to be pretty crazy. But I know people that are getting booked for gigs and getting flown out there, which is kind of interesting. I'm like, you're going They're like, yeah, I got booked for a gig. I'm DJing some club. I'm like, all right, good luck. Yeah. Uh, Florida going to get that money, bro. Florida going to get that money. Yeah. They're like, nothing will stop us. We don't care. We're going yeah, in. We don't fuck it. You know, they, they said, fuck it. Just last year. They said, fuck it. I know. I've seen videos like recently from Florida. I'm like, all right, it's way different. Like I'm in LA and it's like, we just got to eat 
at a place uh, as of Friday night was the first time you could eat out <laughs> at a place. <laughs> so Arizona is like way different, like not yeah, yeah. in your house. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no. And I don't this even know what another. to think of it, you know, because they were like, uh, it's so dangerous. Don't go outside of your house on Thursday night. But then on Friday night, they're like, all right, you can eat. And then I drive around and every place is lying around the block, packed, everyone eating outside. So I'm like, are we all going to get sick again? What the fuck's even happening right, right now? Right, right. Yeah, man. They, you know, at, at this point, man, it's like certain places are doing their own thing and other places are, yeah. you know, doing things differently, you know, because there's no national fucking mandate. So everyone's just left to do what they're going to do in their state, you know, and a year later, here we are in the yeah. fucking worst part of the shit. Right. So. Right. Man. It's crazy. So hopefully the streaming will come out. Uh, we'll. Bring us things Yo, we never thank, expected. Uh, That'll be good. Streaming. Right. Thank God for streaming, dog. Like, think about it right now. Just stop and think about that. We had no Twitch to talk about. That we had no OBS to talk about, complain about that crashing. And right. if we didn't, none of this shit was here, bruh. <laughs> it's true. Crazy. No, for real. Like, what would we be doing? I mean, we'd be struggling going, YouTube pulls me down every time. Instagram keeps quitting. Yeah. Why D nice has a pass to do it. I don't know. You know, it's like everyone has some story about D nice. Like, no, I think he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he has a deal with Instagram. Nobody knows anything, but they all want to tell his story. It's like, let him just uh, amazing. live his life. <laughs> And right. I love how let everyone acts like, right? Like, let him live his thing. Also, not everyone's equal. I mean, everyone's equal, like, as a human. But, like, not everyone's equal in industries. Like, he got on at the right time and had the right thing and did all the right stuff. And he became the biggest DJ on Instagram, whether you like it or not. So, who cares if he has a deal with them or he doesn't? I don't know. It's like, right. let him let him do his thing but He's i think it's it. a, but i think it's a, i think it is a blessing if you look at it yes we got kicked off of ig but what happened then we yeah. were we were forced to learn new technology we were forced to go and be more um we were it humbled the fuck out of us first of yeah. all i'm gonna say this right. i'm gonna keep it a buck i'm gonna say industry-wide yes the pandemic period humble djs more than ever you know no work and all of that real shit but the fact of having to go from yo i got you know all of these thousands and tens of thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of followers over here yeah but number one i'm gonna go I, I have to go over here because this place allows me to play music without getting cut off so i know i have to go over there but i'm starting from zero Right. And I got to learn all this other shit because I can't just hook right up to it. Now I got to yeah. learn OBS. And, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm like a, you know, I'm like a popular guy. I don't know about, I don't give a fuck about bits and, and shit like that. <laughs> I'm not talking about me. I'm just saying hypothetically. Get, of course. Cool, the, the cool DJ guys, the real cool ones is like, what, bro? You really, dude? Like 2,500 <laughs> fucking bits. I don't care, man. Just set my shit up for me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. <laughs> you got those guys that's forced to be that guy. You're forced, buddy, or else you're going to be on the phone asking, how do you do this? How do you do that? No. YouTube, like everybody else, learn that shit, look that shit up, just like you got to look up some other shit. We all became students of YouTube, Right. Yeah. And Cleveland Terry became our our, our sensei. 
<laughs> Shout to Cleveland Terry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, so and, and, and here yeah. we are, right? Here we are. So it's like, um, I think it's a blessing. That's the reason I say, you know, I'm, I'm kind of long story long with my shit. Uh, but it's uh, okay. it's a blessing that we now are in this creative space because with this new technology, now we're able to expand what we do, right? Yeah. Now we're able to exist in this space where we're creating a community, our own personal community on each right. of our channels. Right. And be able to get some gas money at the same time. Exactly. Right? I IG wasn't even giving you gas money. Right. They right. It just they're just giving you headaches. You know what I mean? That <laughs> Yeah. No, it's the truth. It's the truth. And like um yeah, I mean I, I think that um uh, you know, I I think I lost my train of thought. But yeah, basically to to what you're saying with the Twitch stuff. Yeah, like I learned skills for all of it for this podcast. Like I didn't know how to use the cameras and the lights and the filming and and even do an interview and talk to someone on Zoom or whatever app we're using. Like I didn't that felt awkward uh 8 months ago. You know, like it wasn't as natural as everything is now. Recording videos as a DJ, I remember if people were like, "Yo, can you send in a video?" I'm like, that's going to take a lot, man. I got to find an editor and do this and record. And now I remember I got offered a New Year's gig and it was through like Hard Rock and all this stuff. And they're like, well, can you send us a video of what you've been doing or what you can do? And immediately I could just, I took a couple clips from my Twitch. I'm like, boom, five seconds later, I could send them a video, which I could never have done before. Then they're like, well, what can you do? I put together an overlay with a happy New Year, some fireworks, like a rough mix. And I go, look, I could do this, put together a one minute set boom you're hired you know so it's like that shit led to that which was amazing which then led to another corporate gig that i did for a big company in january which i had a relationship with before but i think if i wouldn't have known how to execute the stuff and been so confident with it they probably would have been like ah maybe we're not going to do this um so you know and then even i didn't know what i was doing they're like can you have a zoom co-host on the screen and uh, DJ videos and I'm like yeah of course but then when I started trying to execute it I'm like this is not working and finally by the time the event came I did it but but it's just, it's just like what you're saying I've learned so much new shit that hopefully I could bring to the table uh, in yes. some some form or yeah. fashion you know going forward through all this but shit it's, it's, but it's survival for right now right yeah. like we could say we could sit here and say, oh, you know, after the pandemic, you could, you could, you know, you learned a skill and you can go work at a TV station. That's cool. But right now, this is survival. This is yeah. like how what I need to know to fucking be able to stream. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to learn yeah. this, these fucking, you know, the codec. I got to learn all that bullshit, you know, yeah. like as it, as it comes, you got to like I was I was. uh you know, like how we all went to DJ Wonder in the beginning for streaming yeah. advice. A, a bunch of the homies have come to me throughout the months, right? So currently, yeah, same. the latest, yeah. the, right? You know, so the latest homie was like, yo, man, I've, I've started and stopped this. And this is a big DJ who's been on IG, he's a world famous touring DJ, but has not come on to Twitch as of yet because it's okay. technical shit that you got to learn. Right. Who, you know, so. He's like, I was like, yo, because we just started talking about, you know, he had questions about bit rate and blah, 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 and all this setting yeah. shit. And, uh, you know, the mud we all had to walk through, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. And um, 
I'm like, yo, it's a lot. He's like, yo. And, and I said, yo, you might want to, you might want to get the urge. You may get the urge to quit about six times, but resist. He's like, yo, bro, I've quit 14 times. That's why I'm here right now talking <laughs> to you. Cause I don't quit and walked away about 14 times. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's, you know, but now we're eight months in and yeah. you got to stick it out, bro. Like you got to really thug it out and, 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 you know, work through it. And because you're going to lose momentum, you're going to lose ground. I'll say, right. You're right. going to come in late, you know, but even with that, there's still a blessing because we the homies and we're going to raid you and we're going to lift you up and we're going to big you up and we're going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to tell everybody yeah. to follow you. And that's the dopeness of Twitch is that you could just do that. You know exactly. what I mean? And, and, you know, so yeah, like I said, like we're man, all yeah, here to help each other. Yeah, yes. like same. Like like Chris Carnes hit me and I was like, yo, whatever you need, like I'll explain what I know. You could mix it with what you know, you know, and then anytime you're on, like of course I'm gonna subscribe, I'll raid you, I'll tell people, you know, and he's killing it. And then he has his own ideas which will bring things to the table and he has that visual vinyl company where he prints the um yeah. what's on the record and so he yeah. made one that's strictly for twitch and he gives it away and like then he made a t-shirt and like you know he has his own techniques and it's his his page is already blowing up and he's doing really dope streams and he did a dedication to double k from people under the stairs yesterday and that yeah. was super dope to see and um and that's yeah. a cool thing to be and able to use and he's new He's he's new newly on Twitch within the last. That's what I'm saying. Well, as of right now, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. people are finding their footing, right? And he's got he's he's got a dope stream. I saw him. He came in with yeah. He he came in much like the homie I'm talking about. He wants to hit the ground running, multiple camera angles, yeah. maybe a green screen, a nice. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know he's coming with it because we're eight months, nine months in, right? And people yeah. have grown their thing, and you gotta just. You know what I'm saying? You can't be caught lacking out here. You got to have like a dope stream. You got to have, you know, you don't have to have anything in particular, but you know what it is. Like you can't come half ass. That's right. all I mean. Yeah. And the options are unlimited. So if you can do better, do better. It's fine to start like, like I always say, like, like progress is better than perfection. Like don't wait till it's perfect to go on. Cause you'll never go on. And that's what happened to me for a while. I was like, no, but I, I need to get this or I got to figure this out. But finally, when I jumped in, I'm like, all right, it's fine. Like you're going to fuck up every time. There's going to be things that are wrong. Like when I added my second camera, I didn't know that I didn't turn the volume down on it and it was echoing and hearing everything for 15 minutes. And that's why everyone in the chat was going, there's an echo what's happening. Blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, they're making a joke. And then I realized, Oh shit, it's that thing, you know, but that's the way it goes. You know, you just have to jump in. It's like jumping into the pool, you know, and just get used to it. Like, and don't worry about if something's fucked up, you know, like, cause let me go. tell you, even when you think you perfectly ready, it's still yeah. going to fuck up. Right. So you waited all that time to get what you thought was perfect and you went and got on and guess what? You still had to deal with some fuck ups. So you might as well right. go on. Yeah. Right. And just deal with it as it as it happens. You know? I know. That's why I know. that's why um that's why I fuck with who who just popped into my mind from from you saying that is static. My boy static selector. He's the oh. one who would jump in the pool. He's jumping in like, fuck y'all. I'm jumping in. I'm going in. Right. I don't give I mean, a fuck. Fuck an overlay. All that shit. He's going in yeah. at first. Yeah. He was doing that with Instagram. <laughs> he He's always be, being so innovative and like um, doing the like, I remember he was doing a whole album from scratch 
uh, streaming yes. and had Fat Joe come in and write the verse and record it and do yes. everything and listen to the beats all on the stream live to the point where he put it out. It was, I mean, that was like groundbreaking stuff right yes. there. And he, um, man, speaking of Miami, I feel like that's the last time I saw him was about one year ago right now, right before Super Bowl. I was out there for Art Basel and he was there and uh, he was doing a dope set at Blind Barber out there. And he was telling me about all the shit he had coming, you know, and then I feel like everything just went downhill like about a month after that. Um, then the world came to an end. <laughs> and now we're here talking now we're through here. cameras. Yes. Now we live a virtual life. Um, yeah. But no, he's he's super dope, obviously, in every way from beat making to DJing. And he's not afraid to just jump in, do Instagram streams, do whole new things. And, and I see him on uh, Twitch now doing it, which is super dope. I love to see that. Yeah, man. I like honestly, I, I get inspired from seeing him go as hard as he goes and a, and a bunch of other homies too. Like that shit yeah. inspires me. Like you rocking, you going crazy on, yeah. on this thing. And it's like three in the morning and it's, it might be because you're building it. It might be 40 people watching you, you know what I'm saying? In the beginning and you rocking, yeah. you going crazy. Like there's 4,000 watching, right. you. you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I tell the other guys that's like, nah, I don't want to start over. I'm like, look at static. Look at me. Look at everybody who started. Yeah. You start with, you're going to have 30 people, but you right. dug it out and your 30s going to turn to 300 and the 300 is going to, you know, hopefully go up to, you know, three grand, right. whatever. You know what I mean? So, and they're different you know, kind of people. Like the dedication of someone that's willing to watch you on Twitch is different than someone that's willing to look and like your one picture on Instagram. Cause that takes them about three seconds so that's why you're like i got 180,000 on instagram okay how many are really gonna watch you on instagram i bet you you will probably have bigger numbers on twitch after a while than your instagram because no one sits on instagram to stare at it like uh, we're watching something like that you know but twitch is made for that and your your viewers feel like like they know you they feel like they're hanging out with you and they're your friends almost to the point where it's like whoa but like it's I feel like that is the beauty of Twitch and building your following because these are people that are going to be more likely to buy your merch, to subscribe to you, and to maybe even come to a, an in-person party that you then throw a year after your Twitch gets so big that everyone's back out in the world and you got Soul Skate Saturdays on tour or whatever, you know, or something like that. Right, right. Yo, even to add to that, I feel like as I sit here and think about it, we should really group to come together and have make like an effort to bring people that may still be over there. Well, that really are still not on Twitch yet. I'm talking about consumers that may, right. that, you know, to potentially watch us, th yeah. the people that are streaming, we should make a real effort to try to bring people over like our people, our consumers, pe music lovers, right? Don't yeah. just depend on the people that are there. Yeah, it's cool. I, I see a lot of people putting up the, you know, the post, here's how to follow me. And that's great. But I'm saying we should really get together and put out a whole momentum and be like, right. y'all got to come to Twitch. You, right. Everybody needs, needs to come over to Twitch. Outside ain't open. Forget your dinner party that ends at eight o'clock. First of all, this is not that anyway. This is right. way beyond that. This is way yeah. beyond a replacement for outside. Okay. Cause right. you're getting so much more over here than that, or so much different, I'll say. Don't even yeah. compare it to outside. 
It's not outside. You right. know what I mean? There's elements of it that's similar, but it's not, right? I feel like as I sit here, we should probably get together, band together, and really yeah. put a push out there and to be like, yo, because it's going to do none but help us. It's going to bring way more people over, or you know, this, that, that could really turn. Because as I sat there and I was like, yeah, the 30 is going to turn to 300, which is going to turn to 3,000. And I was, I was like, really? Is it going to turn to 3,000? Maybe not right now. Like, dude, right. just keeping it a buck. At this yeah. point, it ain't. It ain't too many people that's going to get that 3000 right now unless you're on that front page. That's right. what I mean by we 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 should be bringing people over in mass. Right. Right. It's and like the, to do that. Yeah, it's like the the milk industry like got milk. Like who's behind that? A bunch of farmers or something? Like you got to have right. like it's like the same way they'll have like just an industry that that advert somehow they advertise. I don't know if that comes from a union or what. It's like all the DJs need to be like, got music? Like, okay, you want music? Come to us. Like, come that's switch it. to Twitch. You know, like that's the that that's music the, uh, lovers switch to Twitch. That's yeah, it. exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, show them the way. And I've seen even last week I saw Amazon Music um, on Twitter say, uh, "Yo, tonight." Saturday night or Thursday night or Saturday night, um, we got these musical people coming on um, on Amazon. I think I forgot the app, but Amazon Music app. You could watch mm -hmm. all the Twitch people, which I didn't realize. So they advertise like Insomniac, Four Color Zach, uh, Serato's page, a bunch of them, like all the time frames. And I went on and checked it, and it's pretty dope. You go in the Amazon Music app, you can watch them, and then it says, if you want to chat, click here, and then it sends you to get the Twitch app. So they're oh, obviously shit. trying to they're trying to integrate it somehow into the Amazon music or something. Cause I had never seen that before. And then I was like, Oh shit, I'm watching Twitch on Amazon music. And then I push a button and boom, I already have the app. So it just immediately put me into their stream and Twitch. But if you don't, I assume it just sends you to get the app or something. Right. Cause it's like, do you want to wow. chat with everybody? Click here. So yeah, I think, um, I think if we make a big push, then maybe the Twitch, uh, people who are already really yeah, cool with the DJs it. will help us. Yeah, exactly. Like match, yeah. match the energy in a way right. on the advertisement, yeah. you know, but even then it's like, yo, we don't need them. You know what I'm saying? It'd be great right. if they did that, but we should really just really, because this is, this is the, for a lot, it's the livelihood. You know what I'm saying? It's the life, but it's also the, you know what I'm saying? In a certain capacity, it's, some people's you know main main source of revenue at this point yeah a lot of djs that are going really hard on twitch are that's their only source of income at this point so you know support them like that that otherwise they're not going to be around you know by the time you can go back out you know and we've been out here doing it so it's like yeah if, you, if you're at home working and just collecting money then you know s s share some with the dj because they're on twitch working it out yeah yeah that's uh, i'm just saying like we should we should um yeah. no i agree you know, really yeah like industry-wide you know yeah exactly not so just like yo i'm gonna get my four people like like make like a mass thing that everybody can post as a dj to just like like i'm saying like got milk like just imitate that dude got music and you're like you got music no you don't if you're on instagram you gotta come to us <laughs> i know come what to i'm Twitch. doing i'm sitting as I sit and I think about this, right, I'm going to make a room on Clubhouse because I've been. Um, Yo, people I've been thinking about that, too. 
Yeah. I'm going to make a room on Clubhouse and we have a whole bunch of the DJs that's DJing on Twitch come through there and it's I'll probably name it switch to Twitch or whatever and you can talk to us and we'll talk to you and if you got questions or whatever and um yeah I think I'm going to take the That's a great know, idea. Yo, I'll I'll it. I'll talk on there for sure. I've been trying to go on. There you go. There you go. We don't start already. I'm in. I mean, I'll help you do it. Like, I think that's a great idea. And I've been on Clubhouse. Well, last night was the Elon Musk talked on Clubhouse uh, and like almost crashed the site. It was crazy. (laughs) I tried to get into the room. It was at 10 p.m. And I went in at like 9.58 and it was like full. And then you started seeing the overflow rooms because you can only have 5,000 people in a room. So his room was filled up in one second. And then they made an overflow room and then another overflow room. And then there was 20 rooms that were each 5,000 of just somebody recording it and playing it back for everybody else. So he like hacked Clubhouse unknowingly in a way because he got every other person with their own room to then broadcast his room to everybody. And it was pretty crazy to listen to. He had, they had the, the CEO of Robin hood in there and he could see him. And he was like, the, the interviewer was just asking him like basic shit. Like, what do you like to watch on TV, Elon? You know, and it's like, come on, dude. Like, you got this dude in the room? Like, ask him some shit. And then he goes, well, I see Vlad from Robin Hood's in here. Why don't we bring him on and grill him on what happened with the whole GameStop situation? And they were like, really? Yes. Okay. So they bring him in. It was like business titans going head to head. And he was like, just give me a real answer, Vlad. I just want to know what's up. Like, what happened? Was there a gun to your head? Did you have to do it? And then the Vlad dude was just giving like the, well, w- what had happened was uh, <laughs> that when you talk to what what had happened when you go around and uh, talk to a person and he couldn't, ne- he couldn't give an answer. It was like, oh my oh, God, this is. Man classic shit but but basically sorry to go off on a tangent clubhouse you know i've been searching through there and trying to find dj rooms or music rooms that i want to talk in or i want to even listen to there's some cool stuff but i haven't found much and i was thinking that like i need a nerdy dj room in a way where we could talk OBS, Twitch, what we're going through, making edits with the new stuff that's come out, uh, who's anything, just this, basically yeah. like this podcast, but in a room, yeah. like where Twitch people talk. hit me and, 7 and they, yeah, yo, for real, <laughs> like, you know, I would love to, I'll be one of the speakers or I'll raise my hand or whatever, but, yeah. um, I think that's a good idea. So I saw your evil genius yeah. mind going to work. <laughs> yo, you saw that. I was like, oh, that's what we'll do. But just as one thing towards that main goal of like, I just feel like, like I constantly get people in my stream saying, why is there only 170 people watching this? Why is there only 250 people watching this? Yeah. And it's, it's like, okay, cool. Let's populate it with more people. That's right. all I'm saying. Like, like, you know, yes, there's a million people that's watching gamers on there. Yeah. You know, um, but I just feel like, you know, there's just so many quote unquote regular people that still is on other platforms with most other, you know, non people just Twitch. You know what I'm saying? Like that that yeah. people would be have a reason to get on Twitch. Like, you know, that hasn't really hit the masses like IG. You know what I mean? That's kind of, I feel like that's consensus, right? So yeah. people just are still over there. Like there hasn't been like there's some of them, but nah, man, like we should really make an effort to bring I them agree. over. So those just, I mean, forget the numbers, but just to really 
like have them experience the things that that you know these are events i feel like that that, that we're putting together you know what i mean like yeah it, it's it's you know I don't know, man. I'm, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm rambling right now, but we, I just feel like we could come together on that one. No, yeah, no, I don't think you're rambling. Yeah, I would love to come together on it. I think all DJs should. And I mean, I was making jokes. I, I've tweeted like a few weeks ago or months ago, and I was saying it's been so amazing to see the way the DJ community has had each other's back during this time and helped each other out. And that speaks to what you were saying before, but I feel like more than ever, we're like this united front in a way. I know there's still things but like we should use that momentum um like to be able to push things like that the same way we were even pushing black lives matter and we were all coming together for real movements in the world or vote in georgia or things that we've made changes we need to think about changes we want to make in our industry um or ways to help our industry going forward and and that's one of them right there so i I think it's a good idea Definitely. Um, so, yo, so Twitch, um, just to back up a little bit, um, we were talking about putting, you know, production value and how you were paying more money to get these um, speakers and making your shows really dope. It led to you getting booked so much more, doing all that stuff. You were getting the taste of radio and a taste of everybody kind of singing along to the songs. Um, but what we didn't discuss was how you then transitioned into being one of the greatest and biggest mixtape DJs there ever was and putting out, you know, major motion picture quality type mixtapes. I mean, you're the, the quality that you put into that is beyond uh, anything because it was really innovative, groundbreaking. And I think something that even other mixtape DJs were like, yo, what the fuck? What's this guy doing? You know what I mean? Like you were using your mind that's able to see things from that big perspective and taking things hadn't even done from movie quotes to songs they didn't know or bootlegs or finding things people don't know how you got it white labels and having your special sources you know and doing it so like what led you to that how did you first get into the mixtape game and then how did you get i guess addicted to that man just just coming from being a consumer of mixtapes you know what i mean just you know going to the started with just going to the spot you know, and, and, and listening to the new Ron G, you know, listening to the new, yep. uh, SNS or the new clue or whatever. And, yeah. you know, that just was our life. You know what I mean? That was yep. just part of our life. Right. Is, and at that point, okay, I'm making beats. I'm DJing clubs. I'm on college radio. I'm doing go, you know, all of the big college parties. And I'm like, something's tugging at me though. Like I want to put, these ideas that I have out and I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm going I'm, I'm to make a tape. A couple of, a couple of the, the homies um, that was around the way they were making tapes, you know? So I took a couple of little technical pointers from this one and that one got me a little four track. And so I could just bang out my ideas. So this is like 97. So right. our first tape I ever made was called green adventures part one. And it was never a part two. And that was in 97 (laughs) and, um, part two coming 2027. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And what, what, what stuck with me was when I, when I gave the copy of it to this dude that used to hang with us, who was like a security guard at one of the clubs, 
Yeah. I saw him like a week later and he was like, yo, yo, that tape, man, yo, that tape was real smooth, dog. Like I played it for my moms and it was mad smooth. And I was like, smooth? What are you talking about? It ain't supposed to be smooth. Like what? Yeah. I was offended, dog. Like I was offended. Like, nah, I, I got to go back to the drawing board. You can't be calling my shit smooth. Like, no, <laughs> this shit was supposed to be aggressive. This shit was supposed to rock. You know right. what I mean? Like I had some shit on there, but okay, cool. Got to, I, I got, cause he was telling me as a compliment, but it wasn't right. a compliment. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? I've, yeah. You know, um, so I just took that and I don't know why I still remember that, but that was like the one, you know, that, that really made me retool in the beginning of the tape shit. Like I had to right. retool in the beginning of the party shit. Right. Yeah. So yeah. then I went back and I was like, Oh, okay. I, I Okay. I'm gonna turn it up for here. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And, you know, um, so, you know, really my, my, my journey just started from, I want to make, I want to create things. I right. want to have this song, say this, this song says this and it's called that i'm gonna have it under this beat it's just you know the continuity of it all right so we just right that's just something that me and and, and the homies was doing i can't really just that was some hip-hop shit dog like that's yeah. just always been some fucking hip-hop shit i'm not gonna sit here and take credit like oh i'm the most fucking amazing i just did what you were supposed to do Right, right. I'm keep of course, you, bro. I just did what you were supposed to do, which is put some shit together. You know what I'm saying? But I came out in an era where we had fully went to the exclusives. Right. I came in late '90s, early 2000s. We were fully embraced into the exclusive side. Clue was the king, and mm -hmm. had people that was vying for that exclusive title so much. So my window was, we was already in that. So yes, there were still the guys that was doing the art artistic, you know, blending and, and stuff that was still going on, but they had, they had taken a, they wasn't in the front seat anymore. Right? right. The exclusives was in the front seat and it is what it is. Right. But that's the era I came out with. I came mm -hmm. out in. So I'm coming to it from an exclusive angle, but I mean, from a creative angle, but I'm well aware of what's happening around me because I'm listening to the clue tape with these, with the homies. I'm pulling up with it. Yeah. You feel me? But I want my yeah. shit to be that black Rob vocal is over this beat. That's what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm still banging that clue. I'm still fighting you if you try to take it from me. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> if you try to yeah. snooze me for that, we're going to have an issue, right? So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I knew that that was a draw, right? So right. I came with a combination of the creativity. And if I can get my hands on an exclusive, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to yeah. go rush. And I'm going to do, I'm going to put the pedal to the metal to put this tape out to where Yes, you're going to hear that intro. Yes, you're going to hear that blend here, there, the, you know, all the, all the remix shit. But you're also going to get this brand new Biggie, this brand new Nori, this whatever I could get at that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a catcher. That was an eye catcher, you know, main artist exclusive. And that's the combination that broke me through. Because right. by that time, if you, if you just was being a creative DJ keeping it a buck you was gonna be in the back seat bro like by that time 
It was yeah. just, oh, you just doing blends. That's how we was looked. That's the create. You know what I'm saying? Unless you was coming with a movie with that. Yeah. Unless you was Dirty Harry. I'm going to keep it a <laughs> billion. If Unless you was Dirty Harry with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Then you was going to be Mary J. Blige blends part 80. That's how they was going to look at you by that time. Right. That shit was, yeah. you know, and, 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 and now I want to do Mary J. Blige blends part 80 in 2021 as a, as a nod to the art of that. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I do the mixtapes made us stream on Thursdays and I make sure to do blends with R and B vocals and hard ass hip hop beats. And I yeah. tell the people, this is part of our come up. This is right. part of our history is we yeah. used to do this. Right. And you will see, you will hear the fucking Ron G tape and it's something in the way you make me feel. And it's in peace, the president underneath that bitch and kick a pre and that's part of our lineage. You know, DNA, yep. as they say, right? So, yes. But I understand that by the year 1998-1999, that particular thing can't be in the front seat of my thing that I'm you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying. Yeah. I want to I want to make a fucking dent out this bitch. So, right. I know what's happening. I want to hear the new Biggie too. Yeah. But, you know, I'm and and I'm and I want you to think that I got the vinyl. So what I would do is by this time I had leveled up from the Casio FZ1 to an ASR X, which was their drum machine version of their thing. That was like them trying to be a make an MP, right? It was an ASR X, like a black right. box with pads on drum machine shit. Yeah, and it was it had like hella S sample time on it, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I would get an exclusive and I would sample it. I would sample like, cause in this thing, it had hella sample time, especially on mono. You could sample like three minutes in this bitch. So it was like, I would sample the whole song and then like bring back like the snare before the verse, like you were cutting. And yeah. I would find a, a, I would find a song. I swear to you, I would find a song with which had the same sound of like the snare or similar type of than what I was about to bring in. Right. To make it sound like I'm bringing it back on it's like I got the vinyl from an exclusive. This is before CDJs. This is before digitization of anything. Right. right. So I remember one time I did that, and about six months later, I ran into um, Clark Kent, and it was a song. Whatever song that was, because I forget what it was, it was something that he produced. And he was like, yo, yo, my bro, how'd you get the vinyl for that? What'd you do? What, what? And I was like, let me talk to you, my bro. Let me, come on. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you a thing or two. You know? <laughs> but um, no, it was just to me, I was just trying to be next level with it, dog. That's all. Yeah. That's all I've ever done is say, uh, can we, can we just... Let's kick it up a notch. You know, what I'm saying? even with yeah. the stream shit, it's like yeah. the same shit. It's like, okay, Leah, let's play jazz. Okay, what's the background going to look like, though? Oh, okay, let's get more of that. How, how long that's going to take? Oh, fuck it. Let's do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So no, it looks great. Just, I, I saw your jazz uh, show last night because I know you do jazzy Sundays, right? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what, what it's called? Name, right? Sorry. Sundays. Yes. No. Just, just for like the, the fun I'm of sorry. it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It no, is. It called... is Jazzy Sundays. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, did I fuck it up? Um, no, right, it is. It's called... Okay. <laughs> But but it look it's dope. I love it. Like you had that John Coltrane thing with the black and white, and then and then you had all those multicolored things. They were going into the piano keys and then into the art. And uh, I was actually thinking, like, how long? How did he find this? And how long did it take him? And and I, I was having a lot of thoughts watching it. But it's really dope. I love how it goes with it. It's another. That's an example of skills we learned in quarantine. Right. That's that's put that on the list because I never was doing that shit before. Figuring out that, researching it, finding who's the animator, for tracking him down, getting the actual files, put that shit into you know uh, software, flip it around, invert it, do a masking on it. Like, bro, like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm at yeah. the club on Friday. You know what I mean? But when I'm when I'm home, because there is no club on Friday and there is no show, I'm like, damn, how do I turn myself into the tribe called Quest Pattern? <laughs> like, yes. How do I do that? And then I find out how to do it and I and I make a whole stream about it and and put all tribe samples in it and you get the feedback in your chat like yo please do this please yes 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 this is you know what i'm saying so it's like bro like i so i say it's a blessing because now yo this these are these are these are like not fans this is like family like they come into your streams multiple times a week you know you got you have regulars Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a different crowd. Like I know all the people saying, oh, I got this many numbers. I don't want to start from scratch. But like you're starting something different. It's different people yeah. and it's a different type of person that's more dedicated and is is more part of your family and fan base rather than – and it's not so fan where it's like – okay, you like this person's Instagram. It's like, we are really interacting and (laughs) they're getting to know you and get to know them. And you see them in the discord. And I mean, there's so many elements to it, you know, and then they're subscribing, giving you money every month. You're deciding what to give them for the subscription. I mean, I see you're really good with that shit where you're like, here's this mix I did. Here's a sub pack of these edits. Uh, If you subscribe to your channel, I feel like you bring value. Uh, If someone subscribes to you, it's like, you give back to them. Some people are just like, yo, it's like you're buying me a drink, which is cool. But I like the idea of bringing value and giving back and making it worth it for them. Cause also that will add longevity the same way you're going to come with a dope sound system. People know you for having the dope sound system. They're going to keep hiring you no matter what. If they know you for being cool with the subscribers and, and sending the sub packs and respecting them and their time and their money. Also, I think that's going to, lead to you know and lifetime fans and support yeah added value is a real thing okay right so you know to 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 the youngins out there added value add some more value that's all i'm gonna say on that level more is better on the value side you know what i mean yeah like like no matter how dope you think it is like you can add more value to it and i've been trying to do that too with like my discord and make a subscriber section and if people want certain songs or they want me to make edits or clip a part of my show that that i don't let them make clips of you know if i talk about them and then i'll send them a whatever try to add the value and learn from them what to add so then you know how to 
kind of build your online business better. You know, if you want to treat it like a business, like what merch to make and what to do and what parties to work on, what streams to work on and what could turn into a real life party and all that shit. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's so deep at this point. I was thinking about the other day, like to the homies that sat out streaming, I'm looking at you guys right now, I have a side eye to you guys. We're now a year in. What you going to do? What you doing, bro? We're a year in. What are you doing? Like now it's a year later. And in the beginning, you was like, uh, outside's going to open up. I'm talking about the guys who never, you know, who are like too good to be sh- to stream, you know, fuck that. All right, all right. I'm aside from Twitch IG, just in general. Right. They're right. like, man, fuck that shit. Right. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to wait out until outside opens up. Cause that's really my thing. I'm a club DJ, whatever, whatever. Cool. Now we're a year in, what are you doing? And, yeah. and your homies are building an audience on Twitch. You're on the low watching them. You're watching them get all these subs and bits and thanking everybody and building a whole thing. And you're looking at, and they're rocking, they're killing it. They're getting feedback from people that's watching them and you sitting in the crib. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It ain't too late though. It ain't too late. Cause guess what? We in the thick of the fucking pandemic right now, dog outside ain't open. It is, but it ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like you in certain spots, but not enough. You know what I'm saying? No. For you to make a living even, you know what I'm saying? Like that, you know, the pay scale yeah. is way down and not really, you know, doing big shows like that. It's just, uh, right. you know, real low level. Even when it comes open. back, it's, it's different. It's going to be different. They're already saying all the deals with the big touring artists and live nation and everything is <laughs> no more guarantees. Like stuff will be different for people that were making good money. Yes. If you were just kind of in the beginning and making a little whatever money, then maybe you'll be able to go back sooner. But I mean, I saw some chart today and they had the most dangerous place of all was nightclubs and shows. So I'm like, all right, we're at the very bottom of the list out here. It's like, you know, and we're learning skills and maybe creating leverage and parties that we could throw in the future to go to. So we don't, we're not beholden to like, oh, I got to get booked at this club in Vegas and do whatever they say because they have a lot of money instead. Oh, yo, I got this crazy party. We're like, so hundreds or thousands of people tune in every week, buy merch, do this stuff. I'm going to throw that in every city, you know? Exactly. It's called Soul Skate Saturday. It's coming to a, a, a city near you. And we built it on this 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 streaming Twitch shit, which you was too good to do because yeah. you just was, you know, you was a popular DJ dude and you just had your fans over on IG and you yeah. tried it for a minute and he was like, nah, I don't got big numbers, so I'm gonna leave that shit alone. And now look, it's a year yeah. later and you hoping and praying that outside's gonna open and it ain't. And you seeing all your homies, it's we here for you. We are here for you. Come yeah. to Twitch. I'm not <laughs> even gonna do the Shug voice. I'm gonna say, come to Twitch. Just come, come. We'll help you. <laughs> we'll raid you. We forgive you. And we we'll help you. All right, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so true. But exactly like like you said, we've gone through all the bullshit. So if we're actually friends, then hit us up because we can save you 
probably months worth of time, you know, like the amount of Bro. shit that I've been through, the, the nights I've stayed up watching YouTube till I was like nodding off. Like, what am I watching and learning right yes. now? Like, I'm yes. here to help. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're welcome, homie. When you're you welcome. come over, you're welcome. Okay, we's, we've been in the mud for nine months with this thing, okay? Yeah. Yes, you can have my moderator here. Take her. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on. Bro. Oh, man. Shout to, the, shout to those mods. I mean, the mods need to all get together and, and say some rules for their life, too. I don't even understand. That's a crazy whole world over there. Yo, shout to the mods. Shout to my mod, Anique Creations. She holds me down to the fullest i'm man i'm on stream like three to five days a week dog and yeah. she's in that joint and, and i see some of these mods they're riding with the streamers they're really in you know what i'm, I'm saying impressed. We text, I'm like, yo, yeah yo these people first of all they come from a music lover place you right. know what i'm saying and 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 they're working hand in hand with people that they have a similar love of music with you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might even come up, you know, listening to me or listening to Just Blaze or Franzen or somebody, you know what I'm saying? They, and, and, you know, they might be kind of, they, they, they might have listened to a mixtape of ours or whatever, right? And, and, and become familiar with us. So it's like, yes, I'll, I'll be your mod. Right. Yeah. And that, that's that's real time. No dog. That's a commitment. You know what I'm saying? The, so, the Saturday stream is four hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's just me. Sometimes these mods, like I know Anique, she got multiple people she modding for. People be out there like that's a whole thing. I, yeah. Man, my hat is off. Salute to the mods for real. Yeah, exactly. And they just reach out to help. Like exactly. Shout to I got uh, this dude EJ. His his tags uh, at play DJ EJ. But like he reached out, I has helped him. me with. He's helped me with modding stuff. Helped create uh, emotes for me. Help even brainstorm different ideas or backgrounds. Like just out of nowhere being cool you know what i mean it's like you start developing these relationships with these people like if i can get an event and get money for it i'll bring him in to help me on the back end you know like yes. and same with yes. the mods like sweetest ash and meowington sd and uh, uh little cecily and crazy worm you know all these people like you said they become like your family and like helpers in in the the chat that like they actually help you out you know with with the um the stuff that you can't keep track of, you know, and all that. So yeah, that, that's, that's a crazy world. At first I was like, who are these people? And I'm like, Oh, this is like you said, they're music fans that want to help out and be part of it. That's it. That's it. They, they, these are fans. This is, this is what I say at this point, like Twitch is for music lovers. Twitch is, Twitch is populated by aside from the gamers, a, a music lover community. Yeah. That's what I, that's the sense that I get is that the first people that came over to Twitch were music lovers. Yeah, and it's expanding yeah. from that. So this is a base of people that really, right. really love music and appreciate it and go, oh, shit, Laura Finesse is over there now. Psst, bet. Better sound. He's not getting cut off. He's got, you know, he's playing videos now. It's bet. I'm over there Man, now. I love you know Laura I mean? Finesse's like, stream. I love the fact that I could say Laura Finesse is on Twitch and he raided me the other day. Like, come it's on, amazing. bro. Like, what world are we living in? You know, that's what I mean by this is a blessing now. You know what it's I'm saying? Amazing. Jazzy Jeff pulled up in the chat the other day and everybody's like, salute Jazzy Jeff. You know what I'm saying? Like these, these, yeah. these is like, this is hip hop shit that's still happening when we're not outside. Right. Right. And talk about being humbled. He's Jazzy. 
motherfucking Jeff, and he's on motherfucking at Jeff. At, He's at, on at noon DJing your lunch, okay? Like, so talk Bro. about not just being humble, not having an ego, and just doing shit for music and the right reasons and and evolving with the time and, and all that shit. Perfect example, Spider. I'm going to get back to my homie, my, my, my hypothetical homie that... Uh, <laughs> the, the, the hypothetical the, 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 homies. The, the hypothetical, the double H, okay? <laughs> If Jazzy Jeff can put the time in to serve his audience, right. your punk ass is too good for that. To exactly. Ser- he's serving his fucking audience, bro. Maceo is on every day. Every Scratch day. Scratch bastard. Like you talking about these is world famous guys. Craze. Yeah. Like, bro, these guys are yeah. serving their audience and your little opener ass is sitting home watching and you know who else is watching is the club owner that used to book you but now he's looking at your competition right he's, he's watching your competition on his stream who he's gonna hire because that guy is dedicated to his people and is gonna say yeah i'm at this such and such club and he's you know what i mean even if it's 170 people in this guy whoever it is on a consistent basis he knows that's people those are live you know what i'm saying and this guy yeah. has a brand that he's building and you yep. was too good you was too cool to stream sorry right. bro <laughs> right 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 no it's it's so true i know that that's how i felt when talking to jazzy jeff too i was like i mean if he could do it <laughs> like what the hell you know why is it too good for you and i get it if some people are doing some other things i don't know maybe they got they i don't know they, you know they're making an album or they got some other plans all good but but it, i think to the people you're talking to it's the truth like if you're just sitting around waiting for stuff to come back i mean everything's moving in its own direction and its own way and everybody's getting used to this online world and in their own way so i'm getting the mud get in yeah. the mud pause get in the mud bro pause double trip pause but get in the mud bro you gotta walk walk through this mud we cleared the way it's we cleared the way but you gotta get your feet dirty out here or else you're really not gonna have an audience i'm just keeping yep. it a buck which you like you're not gonna have an audience serve yep. them somehow and i and yeah. i'm not talking about people that have other outlets like album stuff i'm talking about djs that they are primarily a club dj that yep. you see them in the club and they're in the lit spots they're in the bottle service spots and that's some cool popular shit and you too cool to dj on online on stream because uh you know that ain't my vibe okay bro what else you, i hope i wish you luck I yeah. mean, whatever else you're doing because right. I hope you got an artist or some other shit that you got going on because right. your brand is going to be who? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm and saying? And like, you think all, we all don't feel uncomfortable talking into a camera for the first few times? Like, it, this, we all have felt like you felt, but you got to push through. You know, it took me a few push times through, to be able bro. to get on and just be like, you know what? I'm myself right now. Like, cause the beginning is like, yo, how y'all feeling? Where you at? We need to see the chitty. You know, you city in the chat. Like you try to go into that DJ mode, but then you realize this is different. I'm going to adapt to this the same way I adapted to being on tour with a rock band and having to talk to that crowd, to DJing Vegas, to DJing the do over to the same way we read the room and we adapt, we read the stream room and adapt to, okay, we got to change to this and be this kind of DJ now. <laughs> 
bro. I, I found myself last night during the jazz stream uh, in the beginning asking people because because I'm like, yo, we're going to reset. We're going to reset the vibes for the whole week with this music, yeah. with this vibe, with this journey. And in the beginning, I'm like, OK, if some bullshit is on your mind that happened to you during the week, I don't care if it's your family. I don't care if it's your job. I don't care what it is. If it's not too personal, put that in the chat. Get that shit off your mind. Get it off your chest. And we're going to move on. We're going to reset. We're going to refresh. And then at the end, we're going to put some intentions in for the new week that's coming in. Things that you that. want to happen in your life that, that you're going to strive for. You're going to pray for. And you're going to, you know what I'm saying? You're going to, you're going to walk through the mud for, right? <laughs> yes. And, and and I wouldn't I can't do that in a club. I can't no. do that on a the, the, you know what I'm saying the Saturday stream. I can only do it here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you never know. I'm just saying that to say, bro, you don't know like you know what can open up for you. You know what I'm saying? What right. doors you can open up saying, you know what? DJ fashion. I'm DJ fashion. I love uh yacht rock and 80s punk. I'm going to get on Twitch and play that. And that shit's blowing the fuck up for him because it's some shit that he's passionate about and he loves and it's showing. Right. Yeah. So just like soul skate, it shows when you're passionate about it. I give yeah. speeches about Bob James and play jazz on Sunday nights. Cause I'm fucking passionate about the shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So find something that's this fucking passionate that you're passionate about and go in yeah no that's so true i mean yeah that's the best best motivational speech we've had on here but that that's what has been a running theme with like all of our guests was just trying to find yeah what do you want to put out there what are you passionate about don't be fake on there and exactly and about fashion stream i got to take a little credit i named his uh sunday night stream but uh (laughs) he was doing it he's like he's like let me get some names i was like rowboat rock because i he kept saying things about yachts and i'm like you're in a rowboat and he's like i'm using that and then the next week he made all the graphics and but like you said he's been building it up doing it every week every sunday setting sale doing new new clips and new funny things that go with it and just making it better and better and better and uh yeah i love it yo that's what i'm saying if you build it they will come i have a i have a bodega scene with a cat and and, and the cat has a a, we named the cat grimy and the, (laughs) the, the fucking cat got his own emote and 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 i made a whole scene where the cat is on the screen and there's some some you know, like she's floating through a triangle, whatever. And I play the Nori grimy song and it's a thing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you build it. If you build out elements of things and be entertaining with it, if yeah. you build it, then you come. And you get to show your personality. You know what I mean? Like some people might only know you as Green Lantern, the DJ for this artist or from this mixtape or from this radio show or wherever they first got to know you the most. Um, maybe they don't know that you have lots that you're into curb your enthusiasm you got a latte larry's scene and you got Cur- you know larry david emote and like how i mean you've always in- integrated you know your your tv movie and humor into your stuff but 
the way that you're able to do it on Twitch, it really shows your personality, I feel like, you know, and it shows how you're a juxtaposition of hardcore hip hop and hilarious Curb Your Enthusiasm type shit. And it fits together like a puzzle. Like it's not two things that don't go together and you're able to pull it off and do the bodega scene or the one where you're DJing outside a one records. And then the Bernie Sanders things happens. And then Bernie Sanders next to you with the hands, you know, like (laughs) you're like able to take the pop culture and mix it in the same way you were doing with your mixtapes onto the Twitch, which I think is so dope. I think it's just like, well, that in itself is just like kind of, you know, again, like what you're supposed to do, honestly, like, yeah. And I, definitely not the only one who did the bernie obviously that was a meme before it before i it know but it was a it meme was before the stream right so but <laughs> but it, it but it was like i was like hmm, where can i put bernie at least for this week or next week now let her go ah the record store perfect yeah yes it was you know, so good it, it, it is it is definitely something that has um the whole building of scenes is something that has kept my sanity over these these past you know 10 or so months as really is is keeping me sane you know what i mean because i love making beats i've made a gang of beats over this time period but what's really got me is let me put the scene together let me let me oh word oh i can get the i can get a real cat i can really it's a cat oh shit you know what i mean and just like oh yeah. if i hit this button and go to this other stream oh the matrix oh shit oh you know what i mean and then it's like to me it's just a creative outlet that's what i say yeah. and it really just gets me geeked and amped and 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 excited to to fucking hit start streaming because i know i you know what I'm, and this is aside from you know tapping into the to the chat like i was just talking about you know what I mean? You know, bringing the personality out. The technical side is just wide open for me. Like I love yeah. that so much. I big up the guys that that you know really put their personality. You know what I'm saying? Out in the front. And that's great. You know what I mean? And and I do that here and there. I'm, you know, I, I try to be very vocal to the chat and welcoming and you know whatnot. Um, yeah. But I, my, my focus is more on the, you know. Um, more on the music and the technical and, and, and you know the look of it and all of that um with still trying to be engaging you know what i mean no I, so, you have a good balance like when i watch your channel like you talk to the chat you acknowledge the subscribers and the uh, you know bits and all that stuff but not too much and you're focused on the music and the scenes and the changes and the images you know it, it's like a honestly there's an art to that i mean you see it with djing and i'm sure you feel it as someone from the beginning of streaming i feel it because i'm like okay i'm getting better at this i'm better at this i'm better at seeing every time i get a little bit more comfortable and a little bit better and and make a mistake that then teaches me something you know so um that's that's hard in itself like as i look around the room that i'm in first of all I, i probably can speak for 90% 90% of DJs pre-streaming their their DJ room is totally yeah. rearranged oh, from yeah. what it used to look like. All I'm different. sitting in what, what looks like a damn TV station spaceship to me. Yeah. I got multiple monitor monitors in front of me. I'm, I'm sitting in front of a green screen with fucking lights and shit in front of me. And, and um, you know, it's just a road. It's a travel. Yeah. It's a journey. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's, and it's a dedication and it's a, but it's also, it's like, I'm embracing it because 
Yeah. You know, for the other reasons we said, you know, the weight of the world and the foreseeable future and yada, yada. But the fact that, yo, we kicking it right now. We, we, we are really like, we, I'm proud of what I've done over these. And I know you are of yeah. proud of what you've done over this time period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can look for back sure. and say shit that I did during streaming. I didn't sit on my ass and I motherfucking walked the dogs for the brand for your personal fucking brand. As they like to say your name, right? right? So that your people don't forget you, you know what I mean? And not even that to just be creative and to serve an audience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like don't get, can't get beat down to the situation. You know, like it's like they say, um, you see people's true character, like when they're, in a bad situation or under pressure or something, right? Like when they have to react to a situation is like, like when you see their true character, you know? So yes, this hit, everybody had to go through a time of like, Oh, what's about to happen. But then you got to get down to business and just do it. And like, same with this. I was like, all right, we got to record podcasts. I'm doing it every week. Somehow I got this crappy webcam. Okay. I got a better one. Okay. I got a better camera now and this app and I'm just learning as I go. And, and I'm trying to make, a like a podcast promo. So like last night I was looking through uh, all the past episodes and I was like, damn, I did a podcast every single week of 2020 with a different DJ. And yes. like you said, I didn't even real, I was sort of just going, I didn't realize. It. And, and I, I was proud of myself last night. I was like, yo, that's dope. Like I got a lot of these people to come and, and talk about these things and hopefully help other people at home. And yes, the conversations in March were way different than April, were way different than September and October, which is cool because actually going through it, it was such a weird documentation of what all of us as DJs were going through with each month, you know, but, um, right. Yeah. Like you just got to get on and same with the streaming. Like it, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, I'm forcing myself to do it at least once a week. Cause I do this podcast too, but trying to just get more and more with it. And, um, we've always adapted as DJs with the technology, with the time, with the music. So what is different about this? There's no difference, you know, like, and we've That's seen everything evolve like a blend became a mashup a mashup became a blend again a thing everything is everything it's all we all know they have different names they all flow into each other so you just gotta take your experience and then keep learning right. and, and pushing forward yes sir yes sir yeah you know and man i'm just i'm just really honestly like i said like not because i never really thought about it because i'm just so in the in the mix right. of the moment of pushing and i never really thought about it till just now i'm actually proud of yeah. as i sit and think back to you know what i'm saying like these last yeah. you know months of streaming like yo I, we built something like and we're still building but it's like yo i'm proud of the effort and and what i've done with my time yeah and you should you be I mean? and the I'm same way you too. hey thank you so much i appreciate that <laughs> uh but for real like the same way you'll probably you look back at your mixtape that you did 10 years ago or 15 years ago and it sounds and looks so different and you could look through it from a different light is the same thing with the streaming you're in the mix doing it but even now six months later eight months later almost 12 months later you could look back like oh shit i did that and this is where it's come from even then you know so 
Yeah, and yeah. it's not too late. Come, like you said, come to Twitch, everybody. Walk come in the dirt. To Twitch. <laughs> come, come to Twitch, wherever you. We're going to tell you on Clubhouse. Let's do that, though. After this, we should talk about that because I've yes. been trying to figure yes. out some type of room to have on there that I think would be beneficial to other DJs and be fun and not feel forced and not feel like. Hi, we're here to teach you about how to be a DJ. You know, there's all those fucking rooms where everyone's just so businessy and trying to prop themselves up to be in a place where it's like, no, let's just get on here and be real. And I know DJ Scratch has a dope room and there's some cool DJ rooms, but but yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Sunday nights he does the the legends um thing, but you know, like you said, like I I really want this to be a push to get yeah. As many people that's not on Twitch, there's consumers, potential consumers of ours to come over. I think it's only right. It only makes sense. And at yeah. this point, like it could just use more of a unified push more than every now and then you'll see people post the the flyer. Here's how to follow me. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, I'm not sure how much more time you got uh, to hang I'm with good. us. Talk all night all right here we go we're going 24 hour <laughs> podcast <laughs> um, yes. what um so so just to go back to the mixtape world a little bit and just kind of tie back into always putting your best foot forward and putting the you know the your best production quality and everything um so so you were in the mixtape game you're telling us about the exclusives and and sort of doing what you're supposed to do like you said but being Green Lantern and being the evil genius and being your own individual unique person that nobody else could be, you were bringing some crazy stuff to the table, even if it's something someone else has done. It was very unique. And I think that that led to everybody hearing you and probably talking about you behind the scenes. So, um, like, I know that um, you're... You, a lot of DJs did mixtapes for Cornerstone. That was like a, a big mixtape series. Some of the biggest DJs did. And I think that that was your entry point into meeting Eminem, right? And, and, or, or Eminem hearing about you and you potentially working with him from there. Is that right? Um, I don't know if he, if he heard the tapes. It really actually was more Paul okay. in the beginning. Paul okay, referred, okay. you know, took his Paul's, uh, Paul Rosenberg, you know, um, there's his office for the label was in Manhattan and M lived in Detroit, kind of like, Oh, you know, separated. So we still right. talk about mixtapes on the streets. You know what I mean? So there was the cornerstone mixtape, which went industry wide to people like Paul and people that ran, you know, record labels and promo people and this, that, and this and that and right. DJs. And, um, so I know Paul got that, but he was also getting mixtapes. He was also seeing the mixtapes that were coming out in the street. And then, you know, when that time came that um they needed to fill their their that DJ slot, um, they were looking around, you know, or they thought, you know, this guy can make the show a little creative because right. of these things that he's doing on this tape. Right. I'm sure they heard like, oh, wow, how's he making this go with this, but make it have a whole different feeling or, you know, just your creativity that you were bringing to the table um, probably led you to to working with him and then doing so much stuff, right, with uh, being the official DJ and tour DJ, which then led to so many other amazing things, right? I mean, you were the tour DJ for Jay-Z, for... Uh, uh, and then Nas after that, right? Was that was that the like timeline? Did it go 
like yeah. that or yeah, was yeah. that right? okay m m j nas and now snoop but still with nas okay got it i mean that's so right now yeah to say that out loud is pretty legendary i mean that's those are those are some amazing people to have number one heard your stuff and respect you enough to bring you in as the dj and then for you to be able to tour with them and and provide your creativity to their shows i mean that's that's such a testament to your brain and what you've brought to the table and the culture so. i pray a lot my brother i pray a lot <laughs> I'm a praying man. I'm a humble dude. And I'm not laughing. I'm not joking when I say that, bro. Right, I'm right. Dead serious. I'm 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 a humble dude. I'm a praying man. And I'm a I'm a I'm a somebody that leans into the creative. I stay yeah. away from the bullshit, but then I lean into the creative. And that's what I'm about. So, you know, like I said, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a blessing that individuals have seen that and said, I need him. I need him right. to put my show together. I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable knowing that he's got it. When I look back, he got it. Boom. If we got to switch up, all I got to do is boom. And he knows what I'm talking about. So it's a, it, you know, it's a, it's just like anything else. You know what I mean? You, 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 you get into a mode of, okay, I know. Uh, okay. I, I, I know the lay of the land in this field. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So from the mixtape world, from the club world, then to the live space. It's like, okay, let's do this. These are the contingencies. If something goes wrong, I'll say this, I'll do this. You know what I mean? If, if the fucking equipment fucks up or whatever right. it is, we're yeah. in front of 20,000 people. What are our signs and codes <laughs> to not look crazy up here? Right? So that's part yeah. of the show. That's part of, of how people are going to be comfortable with you. Right? right and keep you around so you could sit on a podcast 20 years later and say oh yeah Eminem, jay-z nas and snoop dogg oh <laughs> yeah okay. you know just those guys you might have heard of them uh that's you know, that's crazy so it's I, I just say that to say it's like you just gotta be on your shit that's all it is like at all times like be on your shit like lenny s shout to lenny s i try to take certain things or i, I try to take a a gem from everybody right mm -hmm. in this particular yeah. day we were we were somewhere in um this is right when i, I started uh, uh the, the tour with jay and yeah. lenny s was there as my like guy to help me if i if i run into any glitches right right and he said to me one day he was like you know make sure you have this this and this even though he said this is what he wants to perform Make sure you got this, 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 and this, because if you don't, you're not going to be on point. And that's the furthest thing from being invited back is being off point. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, like that's the surefire way to not get invited back is by not being on point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When, when, when it's like, nah, I don't want to do that. Give me that. And you're like, uh, uh, searching for it. Nah, that shit. Boom. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how it's like, yeah, I'm comfortable with that guy. Right. So that's, right. you know, that's how, that's how it goes. Did you ever, um, like, I guess, I don't know how to say like remix their shows at all, like for Eminem or Jay-Z or, or anybody Nas, like, were you able to, to do like some of your live blends and say, yo, it'd be dope if you, if you did this and then I did this and dropped out, like, were you able to, 
do that at all? Absolutely. That's that's why I was there. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's I figured. I, I mean, that, that's so amazing. So I mean, I saw I, had, I saw you like I've seen you even DJ for Nas and some other people like at shows like the I think the Illmatic performance um, where he did the whole album like before they showed the movie. Um, I we all it was a they showed the movie first, then then when the exactly sorry. Rolled. Yeah. Right. I was there at the LA one at that theater, uh, Montablanc yes. theater, and you were DJing yeah. and man, that was, I mean, talk about getting goosebumps. That was unbelievable, man. That movie, we watched the whole, watching that whole movie with everybody in LA. That's a super hip hop fan that could get tickets to watch that. And just hearing everyone's reaction to what was happening and all the moments that we had lived and what, you know, and then seeing you guys perform the whole album front to back was just like, Oh my God. Like that whole night just like burned into my mind. I, I loved it. It was so cool. Um, you know, what was so, what was so dope about that run is that it, 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 it came out of nowhere. It came out of doing it one time. They had the idea to do it once and this wow. shit went over so crazy. They turned it into a tour. Yeah. It was, and it was a time, and, and so what he would do is after every song, he would come out and talk in between each song and narrate what, and uh, then he would bring jungle out and then, and they would talk about shit that was going on. That shit was so fucking dope, man. It was like just a hip hop dream. Yeah. You know what I mean, exactly. Oh man. That, that was, that was a hip hop dream for sure. But, um, but, but to go back yeah. to your point, but to go back yeah. to your point, the remix, remixing these guys' show, is yeah. a very big reason why they wanted Green Lantern in there. Not to right. you know, talk in the third person. You know, <laughs> nah, nah, the, you should in that star, sense. <laughs> okay, but the re <laughs> the reason why is they was yeah. like, yo, we you know we fuck with what he. But the funny shit is sometimes there was a little reluctance to switch up what people are comfortable with. So I right. somehow sometimes would have to be like. Can we fit some flips in here somewhere? <laughs> can we can we flip some of this stuff around? How about this, right? So then I yeah. find myself, um, you know, presenting ideas, and they're like, "Yo, I can't turn that shit down. It's just fire," you know. <laughs> second verse, beat switches, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, you know, like yeah. that shit is exciting. Like I'm just, yo, dog. Like all of this shit comes from me just being a hip hop kid. To me, this right. is what you are supposed to do. Like, exactly. That shit's supposed to switch. Like, I'm sorry, bro. That fucking beat is supposed to switch somewhere. I'm sorry. Bro. Yeah. So, um, at some point, you know, we got to switch things up. But it, it really became a uh, a science of moods. Like, um, for on the J side, it was I was taking, I would find. Um, a, a big local song in every market. It was a world tour. So we're going worldwide. So it's London one day, Poland the next day, Paris the next day, Angola wow. the next day. So I was doing research, finding a big songs in those regional areas and incorporating the songs into the show. So right. some of the songs got so big of a reaction, they started being performed everywhere else. Like there's a big song from Lethal B in the UK called Pow, P-O-W. It's a huge grime song from way back in like 
you know, back in the 2004, like huge record and got banned in the clubs. It's like Annie up basically, you right. know, it's it, that level, right. Of just, yeah. you know, crazy mash out the place, right. Type of yeah, yeah. song. Right. So I'm doing my research and I hit Westwood. I'm like, yo, coming through, I need a big, big beat that I can put with the show to remix the show. That is going to, soon as the beat comes, soon as the beat drops is going to be insane that's what i need whatever what's that and he gives me three and i'm like which is the one though dog which one he's like this one got banned that give me that <laughs> the one that got banned give me that right so mind you i'm i'm a dj i'm a worldly dj but the uk is in a in somewhat of a bubble at this point Right. Yeah. We, we, you know, grind, you know, it didn't really blow nation uh, worldwide and, and it's still in a bubble. You know what I'm saying? With yeah. the drill, UK drill and everything, you know, they're, they're, they're fans of it. They're going insane. We don't know it exists. Right. Yeah, That's exactly. what I'm saying. Right. Right. So I go to Jay, yo, this is the one for London. He's like, you sure? You, bro. Right. So because I think that was the first day that we were trying something. That was the yeah. first day of switching beats out. And I think he was like, yo, you sure? And I was like, bruh, the shit got banned. He was like, oh, we're doing that. We we doing that. Yeah. Right? So got we had to. fucking we had fucking Royal Albert Hall, which is a big like um uh, uh fufu shishi like venue in uh it's a royal it's a royal fucking venue it says, really it says royal on it yeah royal uh, albert hall right right and and the, the so we putting it with my idea was okay it's gonna be the second verse of is that your bitch right remember the song is that your bitch yeah because right? i'm like where am i gonna put this beat to remix the show right put it in there and it was the second verse and the shit just drops Bam, boom, and the whole fucking place went it crazy. He turned around, looked at me with the. And he didn't even <laughs> even do this, but his face said it. He gave me the <laughs> facial thumbs up, right? Oh man, I was like, yo, and that shit went so crazy. Not only did he go, yo, we're doing that for the rest of the tour for that song. Yeah. The rest of the tour, we didn't care if nobody else knew it. You know what I'm saying? Because we're thinking these songs are regional. It's only going to be for one night for this particular song in this country, right? Right, of course. The yeah. fucking Kyle shit went worldwide and wow. he rapped on it. Crazy. It never came out. It never came out. And I'm speaking on this for the first time and there's been a little bit of a it's been a little bit of a um, I want to say uproar, whatever. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Um, In the circle in the uk okay because the original cat lethal b knows that jay rapped on it and because jay wanted to it which it shit went so crazy it's like give me the beat i want to rap on it right. so we at this time we were doing a mixtape we were gonna we were gonna put out a mixtape this is right before kingdom come we're gonna do, put out a mixtape we had advertised we said it everything was gonna be called presidential invasion and this was gonna be on it the whole mixtape gets uh, the kibosh gets put on the mixtape because it's too close to the album release. Oh, and this right. is all new J verses. Now we don't want to go up against this album that got pushed up because right. we were going to do it because the date was going to be here. Then it was like, now nah, we got to do it here for some other reason. So now your mixtape don't work no more. So goodbye. Sorry. 
Crazy. So that song is still sitting in my hard drive. And years oh, wow. later, now since Twitter came around, because mind you, this is 2006, yeah. 2007. So then Twitter comes around and, and um, then I start getting these messages from people saying, yo, release the tune, release the tune, man, release the song, release the song, release the song. And it's like the whole UK every year gets at me on Twitter. Like, yo, Green Lantern, release the song, release the song, we're going to kill you. And I'm like, yo, I can't do that because I need permission from that man to of put course. that shit out. Yeah. You feel me? And yeah. I ain't about to hit that guy and say, yo, can I release that shit you did in 2004? If I run into him, cool. And and, and even then, I might forget to ask him. You know what right. I'm saying? Because, you know, yeah. that shit ain't really, and no, it's no disrespect, but that's like, that's like me saying like, yo, I'm going to make a, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you call in that yeah. man to say, yo, can I really, that's to me, sounds, because I really want to say, yo, let them have it. Like, yo. Put it, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not right. holding it for ransom. I don't care, but I'm not going to be disrespectful and just give it and put it out. So unless he says until, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm keep, I, I got to keep it on tuck out of respect. You know what I mean? But it's, a, it's just, it's, it's funny that that, that thing that we thought was only going to supposed to work in London that remix you mentioned remix the show that shit went worldwide like all of the stops and fun fact every place we went to when that beat dropped they went crazy not as crazy as the uk but they went fucking crazy everywhere and we all was looking at each other like how do they know this song in fucking alaska wherever the hell we was four months after that you know what i mean right, and we're still right. doing this shit and he still kept doing it for like years after that crazy to power beat you know what I mean? Wow. But um, yo, this and so this is what I want to say to 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 you know for the for the folks out there because I really don't even be responding on Twitter to, to to that. I would love to put it out, but I'm I'm gonna need Jay's you know explicit permission to do so, and I'm not necessarily about to just hit him for that. So we'll yeah, you know maybe hopefully it'll come out. But um, so maybe yeah. if if Beyonce's listening, maybe you could uh, tap Jay and uh, no. <laughs> That's um yeah oh my god yo, well I, I, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go further I'm gonna go further because even that I feel like you're gonna take it like I'm just like um brushing y'all off right I, this is this is what I'm gonna say because Jay changes number all the time I'm gonna keep it funky with you like yeah I got some info now but there was a minute where you you might not have a line on him you know what I'm right. saying like you're not a regular guy right so yeah. there's periods when you oh he changed the number he changed the email oh who got it oh okay he got it or whatever right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Bleak is also on this this song. I hit Bleak and I was like, yo, can you ask him about the power shit? Because they killing me. I want to just say let it go. He's like, all right. He hit me back about a week later, like, yo, I hit him twice. So he didn't respond. Like, <laughs> what you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? But anyway. That'll be it'll be on. I, lo I, I love the UK. I loved Grime. Peace and love to to Lethal Bizzle, the whole crew. Thank you, Westwood, for for dropping that gem on me. And um, someday that's coming out. That's all I'll say. Someday that shit's gonna come out. I feel it.
someday that's on the lost tapes uh coming out way the super lost tapes but that's a good <laughs> technique like i you know because i got asked to go on tour with blink 182 and i was somewhat out of my comfort zone at some points and same i would go to every city and be like yo what's the biggest like punk rock group from montreal like wherever i am and i would hit any djs any music people any i'd do research and i'd make sure to come up with some kind of blend or some kind of mix or just ask who knows what's up with this and then drop it and try to get that reaction. didn't work every single time for me because some of these songs, you know, I'm DJing songs that are like just rock songs and trying to figure, figure my way through all this. But, but same, it's like, that was a technique I tried to use, but man, I can't even imagine just, you know, dropping the beat out, putting that in, having Jay-Z rap over it. I mean, I, I can only imagine just how insane the crowd must have gone. That's just next level. Yo, that's that's when you know that it's like, yo, okay, your job is solidified. <laughs> you've, yeah. you've, yes. you've you've brought the, you've brought this to the table. You good? You good for a year off of this? Yeah. One. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. Slack, yeah. Know, like, this is what they brought. Me. This is what they brought me here for, <laughs> and I executed correctly. So. Uh, yeah, no, that's so dope. Dog. At, the, at the end of the day, all of this shit file all of this shit under i'm a hip-hop kid that's doing what i think i'm supposed to do that's all this shit is in that setting that's what i feel like i'm supposed to do is do that you know and there's other djs that do similar shit like that i feel like that's what you're supposed to do like right you know add something true true but i think that speaks to your authenticity in the game you know what i mean because someone who's doing it for the wrong reasons or is trying to do something that they are they don't really believe in it won't come out like that so they don't know what even they're supposed to do because there's lost in the game you have to keep that authenticity and keep that drive of why you're doing this shit and you and bring it from the right place to be able to even execute those things otherwise you're gonna be making crappy decisions probably you know exactly yeah man like it's 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 just focus you gotta just yeah. be focused you know yeah. and you know you gotta have a filter like i really believe that your filter gotta be on like if your filter is off you're gonna fuck around pick the wrong beat for that switch up in that second verse that artist gonna look at you like nah your filter better be on buddy if you're gonna right. do that if you're going to go to motherfucking Nas and say, yo, I'm going to switch the second beat or got yourself a gun to this and you play it for him in the dressing room before the show, you better be fucking fearless, bro. You better know that shit is going to hit. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, or else you're going to risk, like your filter better be on. Is That's my point. Your filter better be right. Yeah, or else it- you pick that wrong song. <sighs> nah, bro. You're going to get the, nah. And then you, it might be over. It might be a wrap. You or or it might start chipping away at your yeah. name, right? Little right. by little, little by little. His ideas ain't really all that. Uh, they, uh, you don't want that. You never right. want that. Uh, nah, that was my goal. Yeah. Never to get in there. Never, right. <laughs> never stray into the uh, field. No, you, you don't need want. To, you don't want any. Uh, I need him field. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's the truth. I mean, you got to be confident enough to to do, like you said, be fearless enough to be able to present it, but believe in it enough that you know it's dope, you know, and that if someone has a reason why it's not dope, then maybe they got their own reason. But like, yeah, you got to really believe in it, not just like, oh, this could be cool, like some some half ass. It's like that Chris right. Rock thing where he talks about like, uh, I think hooking up with girls like. You don't ask the girl to like give you a blowjob. You're like, excuse me, uh, could you go in, please? <laughs> it's like you got to be confident. <laughs> like, ask. Yeah, like. yeah, you got to go get that shit. You got to go and take that shit. Would not take it in a in a R. Kelly sense. Right. Yes, but, yes, like, of hey, course, you, of course. You, you you know what I mean? Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like yo, <clears throat> even like with exactly what I'm saying, like <clears throat> you would have um the summer before covid hit it was a nas and mary j tour and it was like an older um crowd older demographic yeah. that was coming out for those shows right so we and and now mind you this is nas and mary j together right so she's coming with the full band we got our little three three piece thing but we got to compete sonically not compete but like keep up sonically yeah. with this 10 piece thing she got which is huge you yeah. know what i'm saying which is like big you know right. so it's like and she got all these hits and it's like you start putting that together you might be like oh fuck right so you start going okay who's in front of me who's in front of me? okay who's in front of us who's who are we playing for okay let's tap into them okay switches beat switches oh okay what what they're gonna what you start thinking okay what's the song that's gonna tap a nerve on these people that's in front of me they may not be my core dem demographic but they love them right they might be mainly mayor or, or you know pr a heavy mary fans but they love them some nas right they might yeah. not know what the fuck they might not know what um memory lane is when it comes on compared to if i ruled the world right but they will know that beat switch when i put on outstanding for the second verse of of it ain't hard to tell they're right. gonna go oh shit like they did in 1992 at the q dog party see how i drew a line right there see how? yes yes like, it's all about shit. that the continuity the connection but it's true. Everything, all of your experiences have uh, come full circle and constantly do and will always help you. And that's why we keep stressing that right now you should be working on it because you don't know what's 10 years from now, what you'll be circling back. Oh, I learned this in 2020. And now in 2030, I'm running this crazy place because of this or something. You know, who knows? Any, it's all, it's yes. all, yes. it's all like that, yes. you know? Um, and, and yo, we, yeah. we, we are, in a, we are in a new place we are in a space where if you you can't be complacent as a dj in 2021 you learned that no. in 2020 yeah you can't be yo we definitely was comfortable i can't from i'm keeping a buck i was comfortable yes. i'm gigging every week multiple times a week i'm living in the airport coming home same you know god is great you know what i'm saying it's a blessing not worried about nothing you yeah. know made it 25 years later still on the road Boom, the whole shit gets shut down. Now what you gonna do? Now you home like, damn, ain't no gigs. Damn, I'm not, I can't put no set together. I gotta do something. I'm going stir crazy. I'm gonna put a set together. I'm gonna go play on Instagram. Then I'm gonna go play on Twitch. And I'm gonna put some backgrounds together. And I, oh, it, it's this, this, the roller skating thing was 
was a excuse for me to play 80s R&B that I wanted to play, but I wanted a visual to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is, is right. me trying to put the whole experience together. You know what I mean? And then it blew up into, oh, shit. So now here we are, you know, months in, we got a whole thing. I'm selling merch. It's, it's I love it. the biggest shit that I got going on is 500 people plus every week. We got up to 700 this past week. Like it, it's, a, it's just a blessing, bro. And, and, and I was telling my wife the other day, I'm like, yo, I'm so fortunate and blessed to have that. Whereas, yeah. yeah, I have all the streams during the week that maybe get 100, 150, whatever. And I'm fucking the numbers. I'm just talking about the reaction. You know what I mean? But yeah, using I know the numbers to, to, to gauge it, right? Yeah. There's people that, that, that only have those 100, 150, 170, you know, and that's fine. But the, you, you, you got to just acknowledge when you got something that's a blessing yeah. that you didn't need to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. That didn't need to happen for you, but it was given, to, it was bestowed on, it was gifted to you. You earned it because you yeah. tapped into something and you kept at it. And you was like, okay, let me start at two hours. Okay, I'm going to go to three. I'm going to go to four. Next week, it might be six. You know, right. like, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just like a new, a new world that we're in. That's all. You got to just embrace it. Yep. No, no. I love your stream. I saw it this weekend too. I saw you were like well over 500 strong in there, even, you know, in the middle part and like everybody in the chat's like going crazy and just loving it. And, and it's the kind of stream you could just leave on. Like I, I put it on in my house and like, I have an eight year old son. He's just walking around listening to all these songs. I showed him, I was like, look at these crazy roller skating, you know, moves they're doing. And he was like, Oh, that's nuts. Like so into it. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's family friendly stream too. <laughs> yeah. Add that to it. It's PG sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. I mean, whatever I could explain to him if you hear some weird shit, but <laughs> at this point leaving Twitch on around him, it's like, I don't know. You're about to hear some crazy stuff. So I'll explain yeah, it later. <laughs> yeah. A lot of spicy talk. Um, yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. Um, well, so, I mean, there's so many other things that I wanted to get into. Um, also, we got a lot of people hitting us up. I asked uh, the internet to give us... Um, oh, you know what? Before I get into that, though, I wanted to ask you. I know you have your older son is a DJ as well, right? He's, he's an artist primarily, like a, okay. a rapper, singer type of artist, you know, sing rap type vibes. Um, okay, and he, but he was... He and, was a DJ. And he picked up no? DJing. He picked up DJing. Like he's okay. his his he's more of an artist. You know, like Got that's it. really what he wants to do. But he picked up DJing and he has a, you know, way more of a passion for being an artist than a DJ. But yeah, he's 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 a good DJ and he, he picked that up um along the way just as a, you know, a, a side skill, but he's really like artist. Right, driven right. and like making, like producing and singing and rapping, or mainly not, he not just wants producing. to be the front. Okay. Yes, yes, and but he he records himself, tracks his vocals, mixes all his stuff himself. Um, oh. he's got a couple EPs out, you know. But um, what's his yeah, what's his know, name? Artist uh, name? Nomadic, N nomadic, and it's spelled with a Q at the end. Like, nice. like a nomad because he picked the name because we always moved around. Right. We, you know, we, we, he, you know, he was born, we lived in Rochester, then we moved to New York, then we moved, uh, 
or New York City. And then we moved to Atlanta and all over the country. And right. he was like, Dad, I'm like a nomad. Like, I, I really can't, you know, I, there's places that I that I um, can somewhat call home. But then, they, you know, it's, it's some, you, most people say, well, where you went to high school is where you where you can say that's where you're from, but not if you just went there only during your high school. That's weird. You know what I mean? Right. But um, yeah, you blame me for turning my kid into a nomad. So now he calls himself <laughs> nomad. <laughs> but um, is it yeah, cool you know, being able to shit? Yeah. So sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, burgeoning artist, but he he does Dope. love to DJ. You know, nice. I, I don't want to downplay his DJing, but he's not passionate about being a DJ. Nice. You know, is it cool being able to? share like the music passion with your son yes hell yes what we talk (laughs) music all the time we talk beats we talk like that you know he he was he got all of the beats from his ep off of beat stars and we we went through the whole thing together how to secure the beats and what kind of license to get and you know just like bonding time with you and your kid but now it's like wow it's 20 years later and you're a damn artist you know you're trying to get your shit off the ground and right you know so but that he knows dad is dad is going to make him do it on his own too though you know what i mean i'm not i'm I'm, I'm gonna assist but i'm not holding no hands yeah no he's blessed to have your just your guidance and any any input i'm sure or help that you'll have but i think you you know the grind that it takes that i guess you'll only have an appreciation for it if you go through it yourself. If someone else hands it to you, then it's just going to feel not worth as much. Most definitely a hundred percent factual, <laughs> factual facts right there. Um, all right, let's hit some, uh, some of these internet questions, um, and see what people on, on Twitter and Instagram are saying. um, Somebody asked, um, let's see. Oh, okay. Oh, you answered some of them. <laughs> I see them on Twitter. But um, basically, I'll ask it so everyone else can hear. Um, Complexion, who was also a guest on the show, really dope DJ, dope. Uh, he has a really dope Twitch show and radio show called The Future Beats Show. He asked if you have the music, just friends, two way pager remix. And uh, you said that was, <laughs> yeah. So uh, where can people uh, procure that remix? <laughs> so funny you should ask that. That um, the remix where I took the two-way pager alerts from back in the day and uh, sampled it, turned it into a, a, a remix for a music soul child. Um, that was one of the things that was on a cornerstone mixtape back in the day. A lot of people know that from that, so, and. Um, you know, also shout to Mr. C, DJ Mr. C. He uh, pressed it up and started playing it on Hot 97 and was shouting oh, wow. out crazy. That was like the first thing that I ever did that got played on the radio. And crazy. it was just insane. Like, it was so crazy. Like, I, I got a man, I salute fucking Mr. C forever for that one. Yeah. Um, but huge. You, can, you can now get that. All my subscribers to my channel get what i call a sub pack a subscriber pack of remixes and that one actually is is in one of the f- three that i've put out already i forget which volume that one's in but that's i remember definitely putting that in there yeah so. and um 
So I'm just having fun, like throwing in stuff from the catalog into like, okay, maybe I'll put this one into sub pack four or, you know, this one will go into the next one. I'll tease it. And, you yeah. know, some of these things people have never, you know, they don't have without a drop on it or, the you know, right. Good. Re, you know, I've remastered some of these things and, you know, it's just fun being able to go through the old hard drives too and pick out like, Oh damn, I did do that edit back in 2000 of that with this. Oh, I could play that. And then people are like, yo, I need that. <laughs> so I'm like, Okay, subscribe. Yeah, you know, exactly. We well, you're, you're adding value. I mean, if people are your fan, they should be able to give you five bucks and get a bunch of stuff. I mean, you send them out a lot. You know, like I see multiple times a month you're sending out these sub, sub packs and different links and stuff. I, I try to keep it once a month. I know I'm kind of overdue for, for, for number four, but I keep sending the, because we keep getting new subscribers. So I keep sending right. out the, the latest one until okay, that, I hit the that's new what one. I noticed. All right. Cause yeah, yeah I get them a few yeah. times, but no, it helps. Yeah. I mean, I, I lose yes. emails and stuff. Um, all right. Exactly. He, uh, DJ Cable, another dope DJ from the UK, he asked, Will you ever do Throwback Classics Volume Two? No, because Throwback Classics Volume 1 was never supposed to come out commercially. It got bootlegged. That was a promo CD that I did for Staple, the clothing line Staple with the pigeon. Yeah, Jeff Staple. Jeff Staple. Shout to Jeff Staple. So this was during my Cornerstone times. They right. was tight with Jeff and hit me, yo. Jeff Staple wants to wants you to do a you know around this time people was doing promo mixtapes for their brands yeah so they were like yo Staple wants you to do a a mixtape I think they were even doing a series the sessions or something like that and right. uh, just rock some old school shit just you know just do a mix just all you know nineties classics whatever and um, I was like bet so I did it and next thing I know people keep coming to me with this throwback classics like what the fuck is you talking about like i never meant to put that in i never would have put that out in the street right that was just like like that was i would have never put that out but that showed me a lesson that i might have been overthinking shit because people right. just like the fact of those songs in that order they didn't need me to go insane with the blending and the editing Cause I didn't on that. A lot of joints I just played because right. it was a promo tape. I did some blending and shit on there, but it wasn't like over the top coming to the laboratory <laughs> type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And people still, people still ask me about it twenty something years later. So right, I'm like, you know, I, I, I got to learn from that too. Like, you know, like like Kenny Beats says, don't overthink shit. Hundred percent. Shout to Kenny Beats, one of the dopest Twitch streams. I'm definitely inspired by his streams and and what he does. And yes, his saying dots don't overthink shit. That's something I'm always trying to keep in my own head because I know as DJs and creative people, that is what we do is overthink shit, <laughs> no matter what. So you gotta try to try to rein that in. Um, dope. All right. Well, there you go, Cable. Hopefully that's a good answer for you. I know it's disappointing. No part two, but now, now you can have some com, some closure on the issue, okay? Um, all right. DJ Dubs asked, oh, I forgot about this. He said, how did you get hooked up with John Taffer from Bar Rescue? I forgot I saw you on the episode. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I used to love that show, dude. 
John Taffer's yo. amazing. John Taffer is amazing, yo. I'm Shout like, to is, John does he, Taffer, bro. Does he make up like I used to say to my friends, like, I think he's making up some of these statistics. Like he'd be like, <laughs> Do you know fifty-eight point nine percent of people put their drink down four minutes into coming into a bar and ordering it three minutes before? And I'd be like, Wait, what did he just tell me? Like it was the most craziest statistic. Sorry. So yeah, yeah how did you get hooked up with him? I mean, he's uh, he's a character. <laughs> He is amazingly insane, respectfully. I'll say <laughs> yes, amazingly yes. insane. Respectfully. respectfully. Um, nah, my, my cousin in uh on my wife's side has like a uh a talent agency type of thing in LA okay. for act for actors and stuff. And right. uh what came across his desk was um a need for a dj expert for a show and he was like oh my my cousin is green lantern that's pretty much a fucking expert yeah <laughs> so the but uh, but when the funny shit is, is they was like you know you're gonna train someone who's there already and it has to look dramatic so you have to be like berating him while you're telling him how yep. bad he is and uh, what he should be doing because you're the dj expert brought in to help their whack current dj right because right, right. so i'm like so yo i'm a nice guy though bro like what, what he? and the producers in my ear because they give you the earpiece and he's in no my way. ear saying tell him he sucks tell him he sucks like yell no. at him they, yo, they're in my ear telling me i'm dying up there trying to keep a straight face and i'm pulling him to the side like yo bro they're telling me I, I, he's like don't worry about it just let me have it let me, i'm just like yo okay <laughs> all right all right okay bro step it up like you know what i mean and oh that's so funny to so hear because i watched <sighs> that episode i was like this is amazing and i'm like what they're bringing him in this bar of all places like i couldn't understand how it was all coming together i forgot till this dude so asked crazy. the question but that's so, it so classic crazy. it was random super random and they must it. rerun the shit out of that because i did it in i want to say 2012 and shit, nine years later, people still <laughs> hit me like, oh, I just saw you on Bar Rescue. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? That's so <sighs> funny, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So there you go, Dubs. That's uh, the, the mystery yeah, has been solved. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, Aiko, this see if you how Rochester you are. He wants to know your favorite place to get a garbage plate in Rochester. <laughs> my favorite so, so let me back it up like say okay because rochester new york is famous for a couple foods you know every every place some places have their famous greasy spoon yeah one of ours is called nick tahoe's and they have this plate called the garbage plate and it is uh it's just a, a mix up of a whole bunch of shit like hot dogs, burgers, mac and cheese or a mac salad, fries and, and this meat sauce that goes on the top of it. And um, it's definitely greasy late night food. You know, yeah, but there's a different locations. And to answer his question specifically, I'm going to say the main street location, which is the first location of, uh, of Nick Tahoe's where you get the original garbage plate. And that's what I'm going with as you should to go to the main one on main street. If you're not scurred. 
because it's in a hood. Oh, shit. Okay. So if you're not scared, go to, is it Nick Tahoe's? Nick Tahoe's. The Nick other one, Tahoe's. they they changed their name. It's like, you know, oh. they, they, but it's still the same shit. It's just in the family. It's like Steve Tahoe's or whatever. Steve T's or whatever it is. <laughs> Steve uh, T's. Up on Lyle Avenue. Stevie T's. Well, I don't know what the fuck, but um, <laughs> go to the main one, right? I don't know why I'm so passionate about this, but the garbage play is one of my favorite dishes. And a fun fact, oh. there's a there, there is a food truck in L.A. Are you in L.A.? Yeah, I'm in L.A. There's a food truck that's in L.A. And a, a lot of times it, it goes to Santa Monica and it's yeah. called it's called the garbage truck. And no. they ripped off the garbage plate and they call theirs the trash plate. And I say they ripped off, ripped it off because they literally they did. Took Respectfully, the idea. They just took it and they couldn't call it the garbage plate because of that because they wasn't their shit. So they called it wow. the trash plate and it's a food truck and they sell that. That's they amazing. sell the fucking garbage play in LA. And I rolled up and I had one. That shit was A1. I was it was like, good? Yes. It was A1, wow. bro. Ooh, I got to try that. That mm. sounds good. That's funny. They call the it that. Yeah. Yes. To yes. get the real. It was just Rochester. A, it, it, yes. To get the real Rochester Main Street. You know, you might have to wear a bulletproof vest, but listen, it's worth it to go to the Main Street. No, you don't have. I'm just playing. Sounds like just joking. Nah. I'm just joking. Just playing. <laughs> you're good. You will be good. Just go. Yes, you're gonna have to park in the back, but it's okay. It's oh, there's a camera. Don't there. don't I look don't at anybody in the eye, and don't make eye contact. <laughs> eat your uh, eat your garbage plate and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Definitely get it to go and go, but get it from there. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Nick Tahoe's. Next time I'm in Rochester, which. I've never been in Rochester. Actually, I might have on the Blink tour. I don't remember. We were in a oh, we were in Syracuse. There, I got some Dino, Dino steak or I don't know whatever their thing was there. I got that, and then even Buff. My dad's from Buffalo. My whole family, like on my dad's side, is from Buffalo. But I've never even nice. been there. I went there one time, and then and on the Blink tour, we were there like close to some amusement park. But we, I've never been like to the actual there and eaten eating the buffalo food and experience the buffalo snow or any of that lenova's pizza and wings is but here's buffalo lenova's pizza and wings and um jim steakout for the jim steakout is is like the you know the the greasy spoon equivalent to nick tahoe's but there's right that's a a, like a steak sandwich type joints amazing late night food oh man 2 2 a.m that's that jim's is hitting you know what I mean? But um, Lenovo's for the pizza and wings and, you know, get your anchor bar if you want to. Uh, you know, that's more on the commercial side of the wings. But Lenovo's really for the wings. Yeah. And, uh, and that pizza. Yeah. I'm getting hungry right now. I don't even care what time it is. I'll, I'll eat that. Shout out to Buffalo. My, 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 my wife is from Buffalo. My whole wife's side of her family is from Buffalo. I spent like go. a lot of my uh, adult years in Buffalo. Uh, I'm from Rochester, but the wife is from Buffalo. So we end up going back a lot of times to go, you know, see her fam. She's got a huge family. So Buffalo is kind of like my adopted home. And uh, definitely now since working with the Griselda guys, I've been back, been through Buffalo 700 times more. I'm you sure. Know, uh, yeah. Since then, definitely shout to the uh, rough buff. Yeah. Oh man, that's so dope that you're working with the Griselda guys. I mean, I knew that, but that's the thing. I wrote out things I want to talk to you about, and it probably could be 24 hours because you've done so many dope things. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about 
you know, making uh, Champ is here for Jada Kiss and how that came about. And I mean, all your work with them. And I mean, so many, so many classic mixes, songs, remixes, blends. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't want to keep you here all night, but uh, I know I know there's a crazy story behind the Jada Kiss and the Champ is here. It's funny because I use that. We, we started this hip hop trivia night called The Questions, and I don't really do it as much, but I think you were on there a couple weeks ago, the online version. And when we were doing it live, it originally just started as a live event. We'd do it in LA. And uh, whenever someone would win, I would just start off with those drums. Like we would announce the winner, and it'd be like, do, 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 and I'd just do the drums. <laughs> and then I'd bring in the champ is here, you know, and then go into the song, nice. like, and they'd come out. And then I'd mix in the uh, Kanye, like, you're a champion like that one and like kind of go together with them for, but, uh, but yeah, that's, um, I mean, you, you created that whole shit from scratch basically, right. From, from the movie. And I mean, look, I'm going to say this like a broken record, like a broken record, (laughs) simply a hip hop kid doing what I'm thinking that everyone is doing and what you're supposed to do. And I just, I'm just going to preface this, saying i'm a humble guy i might come across i feel like people are going to be in the comments like this guy's so full of himself oh my god no way um i'm just like a hip-hop kid that i'm thinking everybody's doing this but apparently i don't know but um i'm listening to this at this time this is 2003 I'm, i'm living in new york city i'm on hot 97 and i'm listening to hot 97 and i hear miss dj mr c he always has this rejoiner rejoiner is when you come out of commercials back to programming right right and his rejoiner was um that clip of from the Ali movie, Will Smith banging on the bongos, boom, 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 the champ is here, boom, 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 the champ is here, Mr. C on Hot 97. And then it would uh. go back into his show. Every time I would hear that, I would go, yo, this is a song. Why is nobody making this into a song? This is a rhythm. So right. about six months went by of me just listening to this. And I, I was like, one day I was like, you know what? Fuck. I'm going to just call him. And I hit C like, yo, you know the thing like you mind if i use that can i like make a beat out of that he's like yeah go ahead so i went to the computer i went to i literally took his drop out the computer i didn't go get it from the movie i because i knew i could get it top quality right from the station so i went up there went into the boom recorded it went to the crib made a beat out of the out of the um bongos put some drums on it made it real sparse so the bongos would live you know as as part of it you know built the beat around that you know made a made a way for the the champ is here to be taken out for the verse you know made a verse section right um then put it on a tape put it on a mixtape i only only made it for a mixtape just so you know i did not make this for a song to, for anyone to be released or anything like that only made it for a mixtape for this tape i think dame dash hosted um there's some shit I've, it might have been that but it definitely right. was really made for i was doing a mixtape right and i wanted to make something using some acapella and then create some frankenstein shit which is just like one of the things that i used to do people loved me taking this and i'll take that and i'll put this together and turn it into a new thing right yeah so that verse that i used was the third verse of his current single at the time which was called time's up 
and it was an acapella on the promo vinyl of the song which had rest in peace nate dog on the hook it's called time's up for jadakiss second album and it was just kind of like a okay mix show record it wasn't getting it didn't have any excitement around it right um it didn't and this was the first single for his second album that was coming and it was yeah. just kind of like an okay reaction you know what i'm saying yeah. it was kind of like an okay thing and here i come with this thing i made using those vocals over this beat that people are excited about so i put it on a tape mr c takes it off the tape and starts playing it on the air i did not have no idea he was going to do this shit he was yeah. like yo Greenland called me, got the permission to make this, and he start and this shit is crazy. Start playing it every day. Start playing oh, it so crazy. Kiss calls my phone, like, yo, what is this I'm hearing about a song? I'm like, it's a blend, bro. Like it's a is what he's like, what is what are people what is this? I'm like, it's the third verse of Time's Up over some beat that I made. He's like, yo, this shit is going crazy. And it was interrupting the spins on that first thing, which really wasn't getting a lot of spins anyway, but it was yeah. in the time period that they wanted it to have spins. You right. know what I'm saying? Like they were building up to the release of the album. So the fucking single better have some spins. And here's this thing, this other thing that people are excited about that's messing with these spins. So they end up going and there's a there's a version with nate dog vocals on it because they tried to make it to where it would work for bds it would it would register you know bds is where you you know your song plays and there's some detection software that's out there that that it's it's fingerprinted to this particular song and it gets a credit for this right, song and, and it gets credit right. for playing on the radio or wherever it plays yeah. So they they're like, yo, let's we gotta make a version with the Nate Dog hook in it. So so it'll be, you know, it'll go towards that. So that's why there's some janky version with that's crazy, you know, the, the Nate Dog vocals and, and it says Time's Up remix, the champ is here. Like I, I have and, and it. I think I have me. both. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that was me playing ball with them. Cause they were right. like, yo, what is this thing? How can we make it work? You know? And if I didn't do that, it wasn't going to even going to be on any vinyl or anything past a bootleg because who was going to clear that fucking sample, which yeah. came at the 11th hour. And they were already wrapping up his album. It had already been turned in. So they're like, how are we going to clear this shit with Sony, Sony pictures, Will Smith and the Ali estate. How are we going to do that? And they actually tried, but it was too much of a mountain to climb for that album, for them to get the legal done in time for this album that was going to drop in like a month. You yeah. know what I mean? To put it on the physical, which was still going on back then, yada, yada. So it lived in the underground space for 15 years until the NFL called in 2019 and said, we want the champus here for the NFL shop commercial. Wow. So the NFL got her done. The NFL went and we made crazy. everything happen. So 15 years later, we got compensated and it became a thing. Um, they did no a way. weird edit. I can't, wow. I can't, yeah. I, I can't front. They, they did a weird edit. So the commercial uh -huh. itself is kind of annoying. 
But the fact <laughs> that, that we were able to legitimize the thing and it lives, you know, it 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 lives commercially, and yeah. we got to check at the same time is is a blessing. You know, that's amazing. That's crazy. That also shows you never know what's going to happen. Like you said, 15 years later, it becomes the song in the NFL. That's so nuts. Wow. And it felt so good to hit Mr. C. It it felt so good to hit Mr. C and say, what's your cash at, bro? I got a check from that fucking uh, drop you let me use. What's your cash at? I'm not oh, going to tell man. you what I slid him, but it felt so good to say that. Like, there's no way I was going to eat off that and not give something to see. You know what right. I'm saying? Because that shit came from him. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You just just title this whole thing. Green Lantern tells you what you're supposed to do. That's all. I mean, that's that's, that's your book that you're going to come out with in a couple of years. <laughs> Green Lantern's telling you what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Fucking do it if you want to have a good life. <laughs> uh, it's the truth. Yeah, but I mean, it all comes back to being authentic, being the real deal, being, you know, doing the right thing, like, and not faking the funk and not fucking selling out and you know all that you know what i mean doing what you're supposed to do that's uh the new mixtape no (laughs) just kidding but uh yeah that that's that's a crazy story and i know you and mr c have worked together so much like you even did um your own state correct me if i'm wrong you did your own station inside of a video game right in uh, grand theft auto Yes, I mean, 102.7 The Beat. 102.7 The Beat in Grand Theft Auto. That's massive. I mean, how dope yeah. is that to have your own station in one of the most iconic video games? And now you're on Twitch. People on Twitch probably playing it, listening to your stuff. They don't even realize. Crazy, you gotta connect, right? So, connect that somehow. Grand, hell yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4, okay. um, they called and wanted... Because um, you know how you can in the game you steal a car get in turn on the radio and you have all these choices of who to listen to right yeah so their normal business model or model is get some djs license some music and say mix this music for 30 40 minutes whatever it is um in the game and we're, you know, that's the music that you're going to play. You know, that's, that's, that's your show on this station. So there, that station in that game is, um, it's just me and Mr. C like he oh, did cool. like a 35, 40 minute mix and then mine, then it just rotates. Right. So what happened was they came with the normal, like I said, we're going to license some songs. You, um, mix the songs, you know, DJ mix, so what we offered them is, well, you know, this guy's a producer and he knows a lot of people. If you put a budget together, he can make that much new music. He can make all new songs for this mix yeah. that he plays. And you guys could sell these songs. So we literally put a deal together where I made all the songs for that you know that mix that i played in the in the uh, in the game and it had never wow. been done before like wow. that was a yeah some some real shit like it was a budget and they it wasn't you know insane but it was like a little bit of you know compensation and i had you know i went and made records you know i'm called so in favor 
Yeah. You know, and they put them out and this shit is for sale. It's it's the uh, Liberty City Invasion. You can go on iTunes right now. So it's for sale like an album. I mean, you basically took everything that you do and put it all into one. You know what I mean? You made an album, but you made a mixtape, but you utilized your knowing of DJing and production and put it all together to create this world, I guess, within there. That's so dope. Man. Like your soup. <laughs> no, sorry. Like you're supposed to do. Okay, people. <laughs> um, crazy. Well, okay. Can I hear one more story about things that you're supposed to do or maybe you're not supposed to do if you uh, got time? What you're not supposed to do. What you're uh, not supposed to do. Well, not okay. To do. Yeah, what are you not supposed to do? Right now, I'm going to tell you what you're not supposed to do. What you're not supposed to do is play a Jay-Z freestyle without asking him. Ooh. That's what you not supposed to do. <laughs> and what do you mean play it? Like where? Put it on a tape and play it. Like play it on a tape. Okay. Put it out on a tape. Like put right? it out. Play yeah, it. not like just put play it, it out a gig. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right, no, 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 no. no. Put it out on a tape. You're not supposed okay. to do that. You know. So, so what, let me set the What scene. happened there? <laughs> so remember the mixtape I told you that we were doing that was supposed to come out? Yes. And they got the kibosh. Boom. No more tape. I'm yeah. sitting on all of these fucking songs. I, this literally was almost done. Tape was almost done. Like, right. I still got joints, like, on some real shit. Like, yeah. FYI. Amazing. You feel, like, just on some yeah. other shit. You know what I'm yeah. Saying? Um, but respectfully, them shits is tucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, you know, the kibosh comes down. Boom. This is a... This is a couple months later now. His album came out. You know, it's wintertime now. I'm getting ready to do another mixtape. And I'm like looking around. What do I have? I'm doing a regular various artists Green Lantern mixtape at this time. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I, what am I sitting on? What do I have? So I'm going through the J shit. Like, can I use any of this shit? So there was one thing that Cause some of the shit was from a vault. Some of the shit was like songs that was, you know, done and he didn't want to put them out before, but he was willing to put them out on a mixtape. Right. Right. Which had original beats, which we would have to, you know, get permission from the, whoever the producer was, blah, blah, blah. So there was one thing that didn't have an original beat and it didn't have a verse that he might want to use somewhere else. So I'm contemplating, okay. I'm doing all this math, like, oh, I'll see the verse. He did it in this pattern, so I know he won't want to use those bars later, so I'm good. It's a T.I. Right. beat. He's, I'm good. He's not, he's not going to care. Yeah, it's just a mixtape uh, thing that he probably would uh, let go. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the sound you, you make right up. before Jay-Z gets really mad at you. <laughs> You could look it up. I, I put it out on this tape called, um, I think it was Serious Invasion. I was promoting my Serious radio show. Okay. And it's an ASAP freestyle. So it's Jay-Z rapping over T.I.'s ASAP beat. Jay's uh, ASAP, ASAP, right? Right. And yeah. I had made a hook for it of screwed up Jay-Z vocals. Your boy's back in the building. You know, we back on the map, me and my beautiful bitch in the back of the back, me in the back of the building, right? Because he's coming back. So this is his comeback from his retirement. And he was digging, he was loving it. And he fucking rapped on his shit. And he destroys it, kills it. 
And I'm like, yo, he's not going to care because it's some freestyle shit. Right. Of course. <sighs> Bruh. And I mind you, I'm keeping it a buck. A lot of people ain't going to tell you this, Spider. They're going <laughs> to tuck this story. They're going to tuck this one. They're only going to tell you the hot shit. They're only <laughs> going to tell you when we was on the plane and when we was on that dinner. No, they're not going to tell you when Carlene calls your phone and says, hey, Green, I have Jay for you. Oh, and you're looking at the phone like, oh, man, this is a day after the shit came out. And it was everywhere because it's fucking Jay-Z, right? Oh, my God. So yeah, of course. Get the call. And it's when he was he was uh, president of Def Jam at this time. So, the, you know, your phone rings and it's unknown number. And the, <laughs> well, the only unknown number there was going to be his assistant, Carlene, the same Carlene that told Kanye I could buy two tickets, right? J famously Jay's assistant for Mad Long, right? Beautiful spirit lover, Carlene, big up if you if you're watching this. She calls like, yo, I got Jay for you. Cool, yo. Yo, what up? Yo, what you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yo, yo, you putting my shit out? I was like, what you talk? Yo, don't be leaking my shit, dog. I'm like, that bro, that was that was a freestyle. It was somebody else. Yo, do you want to play something? Call me. That's one thing I don't rock with. Is that this is your one warning? Oh shit! I was like, understood, my guy. Under and respectfully, gotta yeah. respect it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and that was that. You know what I'm saying? And but it was like my ghetto math was he ain't gonna care. But all right. I had to do was call him, and he probably wouldn't have cared. That's the, right. that's the lesson. He probably wouldn't have cared, but he took offense to me doing it without calling him. That was the thing. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Because it was like, oh, word? So you're just going to play everything now, right? He didn't know that, that I'm trying to not play this. and not. He's thinking, oh, he's going to play everything. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just the first thing. He's going to let the floodgates loose, knowing I have all this other shit. So right. he's like, look, man, don't let none of that shit go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's an, that's the reason why you're not going to get the pow from me because I already been got the call from homie. <laughs> right. I already learned that lesson, dog. Yeah, you ain't getting that pow from me. It doesn't matter if it gets one million retweets. Uh, after that no, phone sir. call, I don't think you're putting it out. <laughs> nah. No, no. Cause that was it. You, you. That was. I was a respectful warning. We was good after that, and it was like you got it, bro. Because that's a, that's a respectful ass. Just ask me. I might even right. probably let you do it. You right. know what I mean? And shit. That's why you know I'm not even asking. You feel me? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Yeah. Comes, exactly. Oh, you. That's on your mind, right? That's what's on your mind, Green. Releasing more of my shit, right? That's what's on your mind. Nah. <laughs> you can get a ask from someone else. Right. Sorry. Oh my God. That's crazy. Wow. Well, yeah, nobody wants Jay-Z mad at them. Hopefully uh you guys patched it up and you're cool now, I assume. <laughs> super good. Super good. Yeah. Super good. It was it was a that's the other thing. It's like you gotta know, like, you know, guys like Jay and Nas and, and these guys that's on this level, they know they're dealing with regular people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're dealing with real people that's not going to always make the right calculation. They might have a right. great heart, a great, you know, intentions, but they might do something like that. 
which is a little yeah. out of pocket, but it wasn't malicious. Correct yeah. it. Now we back on track and we good money. Right. You, know? you thought it out. Um, it's just, it was in his eyes, the wrong, uh, action was taken <laughs> the the wrong preemptive action i guess uh wasn't taken to call him but that's crazy well at least you could learn from it that's a crazy story um <laughs> wh- what about like we haven't even talked about a lot of the production stuff i mean well, we talked about the champ is here but i know you made one of Ludacris's biggest songs too right number one spot yeah yo how did that come about like that's a crazy (laughs) unique beat too and it goes with his flow so perfectly but it also is a very weird i don't know how to describe it it's a weird beat especially of of that time even you know what i mean it doesn't sound like anything else in a good way yes well let me tell you that was the most un green lantern beat that i've ever made is that yeah on green light. I make mean, dark, scary, walking through the woods beats. That's what right, a friend of right. mine said. We make scary killing you, killing people beats. I, where the hell did that shit come from? But I had this Quincy Jones um, soundtrack CD of nothing but shit that he did for soundtracks. It was a CD, and this was 04, and I had a CDJ at the crib that I was using to sample certain shit from that, some shit for vinyl, whatever. And I put the CD in and remember the CDJ had the cue points, the three, yeah, you know, it still does probably. Yeah. Right. I just ain't seen one yeah. in a minute, but yes, the cue points. So those hits, those stabs, bam, 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 bam. Like when they came on, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this song. You know, this is a popular song, you know, it's yeah. soul boss. And no, you know, the dream warriors used it. A bunch of people used it, but just different pieces of it. Right. Right. So I chopped up those, those little stabs and I was cueing them on the, um, the CDJ. And I never did that before. I, up until then, you know, I'm just, everything's going to go into MP. And at this time, you know, uh, I was using a 4,000. So this is oh four. Um, I had moved from that, that ASR. Then I had went to a 1000 then went to the four, right. actually 4,000 to the 1000. Anyway, um, the 4,000 has some internal memory that I was trying to free up. So I was scrolling through beats that I had made and I was deleting them. And my homie that was my manager at the time, big J was yeah. walking by the room and I definitely got a shout to Big J for this one because I skipped that beat. I had erased some beats before that and I went to it and something told me don't erase it. But I was thinking I was going to erase it. Just don't do it now. Let me just go past it. Let me see what the next one is. So I, I booted up the next beat and I'm playing it and he comes in the room like, yo, nah, what was that one you just played? And I was like, oh, this and I pulled it up. I was like, ah, this is some cartoon shit. You know, this is some like animated fucking cartoon shit. He was like, no, idiot, that's ludicrous. And I stopped in my tracks like, you fucking right it is. So at this point, um, I don't know if you know Sean Taylor, um, a longtime radio guy uh, for Columbia, was working as the music director for... um, hot 97 at the time and he was okay. tied in with ludicrous right so uh, we went through, we went through sean taylor and i got it to ludicrous his single was already out for his album for the red light district the single was already out 
right? Move back, yeah. move back. You don't want it like that, which was kind of his part two to move, bitch, get out the way. Right. And the right. second single was supposed to be the potion, which is a um a uh Timberland beat. And that beat is famously in the Jay-Z session where he makes dirt off your shoulders. And he also yep. plays that beat that became the potion, right? Right. It's so, in that uh, Jay-Z documentary uh exactly, about right. the, so yeah. that's the so that's supposed to be the second single. But here comes Green Lantern with this beat at the last fucking minute. And Sean Taylor forwards it to uh, Chaka Zulu, who gives it to Ludacris, who jumps on it in one day, knocks out the potion, and that becomes the second single. That's why you see the video. The potion is tacked on at the end. And I see Shaka Zulu at the radio and he goes, you motherfucker, Green Lantern. I paid 80,000 more for the potion as a single because <laughs> that was the fucking wow. lineup was this is our our Pharrell song. Here's our Timberland song. Here's our singles. You know, this right. is a rollout. It's an album, right? Yeah. Big business. Def Jam, right? We got the rollout. Right. It's probably right. they got to secure the single rights, which is mo money. So we paid 80000 more for Timberland. He's laughing, but he's like, you know what I'm saying? Saying, yo, thank you for the song, but I just paid fucking 80000 for this shit to be the second single. And, you know, now here yeah. you are, you right. know. Oh my yeah. God. That's crazy. That's such a crazy story. And then it turned out to be, I mean, such a classic, massive song. Definitely like, the biggest song I ever produced. That was probably the, the biggest that I ever produced or, you know, as far as yeah. straight production. Right. No, huge, huge. I mean, it's just like, it's one of those ones you could still put on to this day and it'll just be huge. And the way you produced it is dope. I mean, the drums are like massive and, and you know, they go with the, the big band sounding Quincy Jones samples and stuff. That's Bring a crazy story. Band. Bring back the big band, baby. And, uh, and also don't erase beats. <laughs> oh my God. Could you hey, imagine if you Yep. Yeah. Oh Definitely. my God. If you would have just deleted that, it's <laughs> nuts. Yeah, that would have been it. That would have been it. And then think of all the ones that did get deleted. What would they have been? I know. That's what I was thinking about when you were saying that. I'm like, what other classic songs were just erased on some Back to the Future shit? It just evaporated <laughs> in the it. interdimensional timeline. <laughs> um. Oh my God. That's crazy. Um. Well. Um. What about, I guess, you know, we've been going for a while. I mean, we could, I, there's a million more stories we could tell, I guess, but, uh, we can get out of here soon. Um, what about like, you know, everything we've been through, we've been talking about the streaming and adapting to everything and all the stuff. Um, what is some of the things that you've learned maybe about yourself or at all, like during quarantine or during this whole lockdown time? I don't know if you've dealt with any tragedies or you know we've all seen a lot of amazing djs we know pass away so many things have happened there's been so many ups and downs but um yeah. is there anything that that you for sure will take out of this time even once we are in our next phase of back out into the world like what have you learned from this lean in to what separates you from the rest lean into that so people you know, come to this, come to the page and they see the backgrounds and they see this, they see the, you know, they just see the stream and they hear it. And, and, and it's like, lean them. That's me leaning in to things that represent me. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. the Thursday streams, mixtapes made us, right? It's me, then I raid uh, Chubby Chubb, then we go to Craig G. Three people that this vehicle, the mixtape, right? It's nothing to you, not you, but it's like, it's, you, it's, it's something, it's really like, it might be nothing to the average person, but it's like, it's what, it was the vehicle that got me to where I am. You know what I'm saying? That was the thing that got me here. So I'm going to celebrate that and I'm going to do a whole stream every week and I'm going to lean into the things that are me, the things that represent me, the things that I can tell a story about and say, I can, I can, you know what I'm saying? Like pinpoint, yeah. like even the story about that remix, the, the two way pager shit, you know? And I think that's, that's one thing is, is what's taught me is to lean into your, your specialty and yeah. be fearless. You got to come out here and, and be able to start from zero, walk through the mud with this shit and build it fearlessly. You got to believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm a praying man, but it's like, yo, I got belief in myself. I know I'm the shit humbly. I say that very humbly, but if you don't think you the shit, pack it up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Straight like that, like for real. If you don't think that you got what it takes for there to be a hundred people, two hundred people, a thousand people in your room, then don't even turn, don't even hit start streaming. You gotta believe in yourself. You gotta, you gotta be like. Sometimes I get psyched and amped up to fucking hit start streaming. Like I can't wait to go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I feel like this. You know, whatever your passion is, if you put it around your passion, that's what I'm saying. Like that's really what I learned is build around your passion and shit will just rain down on you good shit that's the best advice and that goes with the theme of the podcast which is green lantern green lantern tells you do what you're supposed to be doing you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing <laughs> but that's yo that honestly those are powerful words like i think People listening or watching this should rewind and listen to that again because it may sound like common sense or something you think you already know, but that is the truth right there. And that's coming from someone that is really experienced and has been through a lot and is very successful. And it's something, you know, it's the truth. Lean into it. Lean into the things you love and, um, you know, do it for the right reasons. I mean, I think those are really powerful words and be confident. You don't have to be an asshole and be cocky about it, but be like, you got to think you're the shit and believe in yourself hundred percent and be fearless. And, and that's something, another DJ, we had DJ spin all, uh, and he's probably the biggest DJ in Nigeria. He's huge uh, in the Afrobeats movement, does a lot of massive things with all the big artists. And he said, we were talking about open format DJing. And he goes, oh, I don't call it open format DJing. I call it fearless DJing. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. I feel like that gives it the right connotation that's the right word for it and and that's what our type of djing is is fearless djing and like where people like dj am or whatever you're not scared you're confident enough to do anything and pull it off or mess up and then come back from it and learn from it and uh you know and you and that applies to your twitch to your mixtapes to your anything you're gonna do put your all into it and believe in yourself so that's huge Definitely. thank you for thank you for saying that and telling everybody um is there anything you want to promote or talk about or let anybody know about or just tell them your your social media and all that stuff 
everything is at DJ Green Lantern. Everything. Follow me everywhere. Tap in. I'm out here going crazy. That's it. Yes, you are. Dope. All right, yo. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. This was amazing. Thank you for uh, having me. Shout to Jonas. Yes. Shout to Jonas. Shout to the whole Beat Source crew. Um, Yeah. Go check out Green Lantern everywhere. Go do what you're supposed to do. And uh, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Do what you're supposed to be doing. I feel like I need now I need to make I'm failing if I don't make an emote. This is what you're supposed to (laughs) do. Do what you're supposed to do. Okay. I'm going to wear that shirt if you make it. <laughs> yes. Because I want to do Sundays. <laughs> what are you supposed to do Sundays? <laughs> that's when you tell people to not do what they're supposed to do and then watch your stream. But <laughs> Ooh. Um, all right. Well, shit. I'll see you on Clubhouse where we'll be telling everyone to switch to Twitch. And uh, we'll talk yes. about that after this. But, yo, thank yes. you again for coming on the podcast. Honestly, this was one of the best uh, episodes and so many great stories and just so good talking to you, getting to know you better. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, Spider-Man. And 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 not Spider-Man, but Spider-Man. Oh, you good. Know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I got um, it. <laughs> um. I appreciate you. The DJ community appreciates you. You're out here. You're telling our stories. You're allowing us to, to tell our stories. And I just want to, you know, throw it back at you, throw some flowers back at you right now is that we see your grind. You know what I'm saying? How, how, like you said, you've been out here putting content out real long ass content week after week after week. And you are inspiring these DJs out here to either get into it or step their game up or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Along those lines. So just, you know, I'm going to big you up and uh, man, keep keep it going, bro. Yo, that means so much. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for saying that. I mean, that that just uh, validates, you know, a lot of the work I'm putting in and and I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do <laughs> and what it feels like the right thing to be doing at this time, you know, and obviously I want to keep DJing and putting stuff out, but I think it's important to to document this and to tell the stories like you're saying and and for younger people to hear from the older people and vice versa and to us to all be here for each other inspire each other and work together and keep pushing it keep building the culture into whatever it's constantly evolving to you know so next step we'll be on clubhouse talking to people about things and each new thing <laughs> that pops up you know we're, we're just gonna adapt to it but yo that that means so much thank you i appreciate it thank you my guy all right I will talk to you soon. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace and blessings. Salute. All right. Another epic episode in the books with DJ Green Lantern. Thank you so much for taking the time, man, to come on here. That was unbelievable. I hope you guys got some stuff out of it. I know I did. I got some amazing insight into things, uh, things for me to think about for the rest of my career. And I hope you guys did, too. Um, Please hit me if you have any questions about things, things that I can help you out with on this podcast. Um, Anything help with beat source and any of that stuff. And keep in touch with me on my social media it's at dj spider on instagram at dj s-p-i-d-e-r on twitch it's the same thing twitch.tv slash dj spider um hit my website d-e-e-j-a-y s-p-i-d-e-r.com 
to uh, link to all my other socials and keep updated on my shows. Tuesday nights, I'm on Twitch doing my thing. Wednesdays, we drop this podcast. Thank you guys for the support and listening. Uh, the 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.